0: All right we are live welcome this is orion rising i am your host leonard o'neill good morning good afternoon good evening or good morrow depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show all right it's friday night welcome Jacob. what's up my brother welcome 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 see you there in the saying hello so tonight's friday we're going to be doing you know it's funny i went i went live two days ago uh and was talking about the you know the the uh the way things are going in the this cycle in the uh, in the universe in the world and why and how and who and all that, and we ended up talking about oddly enough some of the stuff that is what we're going to talk about in this interview today. So I backed the, the the interview up just a bit back to the uh, uh, beginning of the uh, the end of chapter nine, part one, and the beginning of chapter nine, part two. So it's a couple minutes behind where we were only because it starts talking about what we were talking about, we ended up talking about two days ago. And this is, I wanted to point out how this weird um, synchronicity that the universe has, the conversation that we had, led us to what Errol starts talking about here. So I backed up so that you would get the context of the the, uh, uh, stuff. So if you were here two days ago when I went live, you're going to see that Errol is now going to pick up the conversation and continue it where we actually left off, and that was not planned. If you recall, it was one of the people in the crowd who uh, was started asking questions, and I started uh, running down the rabbit holes that that he was uh, uh, he was talking about, and um, we we went from there, and it ended up going to what we're going to talk about uh, here right today. At the end, I didn't realize that until I was uh, prepping the the uh, video, and I went, "Oh wow, that's heck of funny right there." That uh, Denise, welcome. That uh, we ended up uh, going full circle in some weird way to where that was like if you listen to that which i just put it up for the you on the uh mp3 uh, uh listeners that just went live an hour ago and um and, and uh, then i'll put this one of course um after the show i just didn't have time 2 days ago to do it when when i was live so it was on wednesday and i'll be on uh, next wednesday as well uh and wednesday will be the the day i'll do like interviews and stuff it'll all be about uh spirituality for the most part i might throw alien stuff in there too but Otherwise, um, we'll see because you know spirituality is really my thing. And of course, the alien stuff, you know, I own and created ancient aliens worldwide, which is, I'm proud to say, we hit two hundred and eighty thousand members. We would have like almost a year ago, but Facebook changed their their uh, whole dynamic of how you could have a group and and what type of group you could have and how it how you can grow the group. Uh and that changed well, then it, it wasn't a year ago, that was in the works in the beginning of it, but they finally did the switch over, like I don't know, six months ago, eight months ago. And um yeah, yay for Wednesday. Thank you, Denise. <clears throat> so um, so we we uh had to change things, and then of course <clears throat> they were doing um purging. So they purged like I don't know, a lot uh, out of out of our group at the time we had hundred and eighty nine thousand or a hundred and two hundred and seventy nine thousand because we're about to have 280 and then all of a sudden we have like 200,000 so they purged uh and not quite that much but they purged a lot there was like 50,000 or something i would have to ask the uh, the actual numbers i don't want to sound like the orange guy over inflating numbers um but uh <clears throat> But they didn't. It took us a while to gain that back because they and, and even then they weren't counting people for a long time. And and uh, Mandy Wilson, who's the, the curator uh, running Ancient Aliens Worldwide, she had to oh she pulled her hair out just about every day fighting with Facebook until they finally went, oh, yeah, there is some issue here. And then all of a sudden, pal, we had 280,000 members like lickety split, but she had to work at it for a long time arguing and fighting with them that there's something wrong because they're not, you're not counting anybody and there's people missing that shouldn't be, and we're not doing it and what the hell's going on. And, and they kept going, I don't know. I don't know. Cause we're one of those groups that they're not, they're not exactly sure they agree with our, uh, um, what we believe in. So because of that, we get, you know, we get those people like doing bad things to us all the time and shadow banning us and all that kind of stuff. So eventually they uh, kind of worked itself out and we, After, well, it didn't work itself out. Mandy had to fight and kick and claw and scratch and, and uh, file grievance after grievance with Facebook and get on the horn and actually get someone to talk to her and all, you know, it's craziness. Um, So she's a champion and uh, shout outs to her, kudos to her for fixing that. And on Sunday, we hit 280,000 members. uh, And I posted a video that was uh, created for that and it's on there, but who knows how far down it is now because I didn't pin it, right? Because we have other things that are more important to have pinned for you to look at. Right? so i just wanted to give a shout out to ancient aliens worldwide which i created in september i don't know the exact date of september of uh 2012 when i created that so that would have been like what season two of ancient aliens the tv series and i was the first group on facebook i actually asked permission to, to uh to be able to use the name and did and ended up changing it from just ancient aliens to ancient aliens worldwide because everybody started groups called ancient aliens there was like seven of them so um i changed the name to ancient aliens worldwide and kept it that sense no one else has done that so um, we get to keep that that name uh but we were the first ones on facebook there was no other ancient aliens group on facebook i was it when i created it and then everybody else started spawning and i'm now actually the owner of two other ones that that the people didn't work out as well as they wanted or they weren't able to do all the work and so they just gave me the group and left and I'm an admin in just about every w- group that's called Ancient Aliens. Right? <laughs> or at least I was. People get mad at me and they delete me from their their stuff and ex-people ex- that used to work with me and stuff like that. There are also admins for all the other groups. And if they see me in there, they go, delete him, delete him, delete him because they're pissed off at me and they hate me because I didn't let them take my, uh, my uh, group from me, which was what their plan was. And I wasn't being paranoid, <laughs> right? So, so I had I've had three attempts since 2012. I've had three serious attempts of a hostile takeover of uh, ancient aliens worldwide, because people think I'm stupid, right? <laughs> so I think that's hilarious. Um, so you know, the last one happened now two years ago now, uh, and they're still obsessed with me, which is wow, right? Wow. I think it's hilarious that people become obsessed with someone for uh, like that. And I hate that man. And I hate, it's just like the news with the orange guy, right? They, they can't, they have to, everything has to be his fault. He's going to be dead hundreds of years. And they're going to go, that was Trump. He's the one that caused all this. <laughs> I agree. And he's shame on those people for being obsessive like that, but they do. I have some of these people, the worst enemies that I have online are people who said they were my friends. And they were actually uh, uh, working with me to uh, to work on Ancient Aliens worldwide, and they're they're now then they now hate me more than any stranger has ever with any death threat or anything, craziness. And it wasn't like I did anything to them, except stop them from trying to steal my group from me.
1: <laughs>
0: and for that, they hate me, and they tell everybody oh, I was the one who made that. But yet they can't build a group themselves that's successful, that grows. Like they claimed they were responsible for my group. I'll show you, I'll create a group and it'll grow, 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 grow. And it hits a certain number and they can't go past that. And I watch them. I watch them. Some of those people have less people in their groups now than they did when they were working with me because they were using my group and the association of my group to gather people. And so they have a big head and they think that they know uh, everything. They can't grow over 20,000 people or or 50,000 people. Una, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for that. Una says, if I'm saying that right. Hey, Leo, how are you doing? I really enjoyed your Wednesday show. It was really interesting. Yeah, because we kind of went all over, right? I mean, we were talking spirituality and we went all over the place. Um, that was kind of spawned by, uh, in fact, it was in fact spawned by um, me reading the Sumerian text. Uh, I've been studying that like deep dive now because i did the uh and i'm going to go back i did the the uh gnostic gospels um for for a week last week and then i started on the um the uh uh, sumerian texts and uh i've been deep diving that one and i realized and this is where i started talking about the cyclical um, um way that the universe works because i'm also going down the road of fractals right? And I'll do this really quickly. You know, I always waste 10 to 15 minutes beforehand. I'm just trying to, get to let you guys have time to, to share this out because I don't share it out. I used to like spam the world, but because of the way the algorithm is that if I do more than four in, uh, in one place, they, they put me in jail now uh, because they, you know they're, I, I'm always doing that. So I don't spam the, the universe with sharing this out. So I, I count on you guys to, to share it out. And I was talking to Aaron Fowler uh, who I will be working with uh, uh, coming up on a webinar that he's doing a commercial here. I don't have that. And I said I was going to put it in the description on Wednesday and I forgot. So I will go back and do that. And I'll put it in the description here. I will go. I promise. And put that in there. It's a, But it is a paid event. It's a, I think this one's $11, and, and 11, $11 American, but uh, don't quote me, because I'm also speaking with uh, Stephen and Evan Strong on theirs in November. At a, at a webinar, and that one's also a paid event. And I so one of them was $11 and one of them is $22. I'm not sure which one is which. I think Aaron's is $11 and 11. He put 11, 11, right? 11, one, 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 one. 11, 11, and 11. And I think he did that because it's our first time and you the synchronicity and the and the whole uh thing behind that. Uh, so I think the the, the one coming up on the 24th of this month is uh of, of October is 11, 11, and then 22, 22 for the guys over in Australia, and that's Australian money, so that's still. Uh, australian dollars are cheaper than uh, american dollars so it turns out to be something like four or five dollars off of that so that's going to be a uh, really interesting so and really cool right so the so that whole thing had me because i was talking to him we were talking about uh let me get back to that i was talking to aaron and we, we did the plug there for the commercial and we were talking about how uh we used to get you know I'd be live and I'd have, uh, you know, look up at the screen and it would say I have 150 people live and I'd have 1,500 people by the time I did a show that was two hours long, it would have 1,500 views. Now I get like 65 to to maybe if I'm lucky, 100 views live, right? And I get like, uh, right now there's seven people in the audience per second, per second. And it used to be way higher. It, but since I've been shadow banned and the way things are running now at uh, uh, a uh, fascist book, the, all of us that are talking like this spiritually is is against the ideology of the of the corporate uh, progressive left because they they don't want any God anywhere. They want God taken and gone away with because most of them are either Satanists, Luciferians, or they're or they're uh, uh, atheists, which is basically the same thing. So, and the reason I say that is is directly related to the Gnostic Gospels. In that in three out of the nine that I read, and there might be, might have been another uh, couple in there that snuck in I didn't catch, it literally says to despise the lamb will not allow you to even find the door, meaning that you are in a prison, but it's not a prison buff made by other people because we're a penal colony, covered that in the last two weeks of this show. Um, right? Because Errol is talking about that as well. And a lot of the academics in this field now are starting to get brainwashed and believe that we were a slave labor race. And that's too bad because once we get enough people on this planet thinking that there's a race of people waiting at the front door for us to say, wow, we're slaves and someone made us. And when enough people say that, they're going to knock at the door. Hi, I'm your creator God. Let me in. And that's the plan. Right. If you heard any of my law of one for the last two two years and ten months, you would have known just exactly that because the law of one was literally telling everyone how the universe works. Which, if you read the Gnostic Gospels, it goes right in line. In fact, there's a few passages. Um, yeah. Let's go, Brandon. Love you, Jacob, for putting that up there, buddy. <laughs> Hashtag Let's go, Brandon. Oh my God, I about died when when they showed that. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everybody what what he's talking about. If you guys don't know what Jacob's talking about. Um, everybody uh, spontaneously around the United States because of buyer's remorse, uh, everybody voted for Joe Biden and some people that have a half of a critical mind are starting to realize that the prices of everything have doubled. Gasoline is, went from 10 months ago, 11 months ago when, when the other guy was president, Uh, It was $2.30 a gallon. In some places, less than $2 a gallon for gasoline in the United States. Why? We were making our own. We were taking our own oil out of the ground, either by fracking or by the old-fashioned method, and we were completely self-sufficient. And the price of all the stuff that we had, our goods were cheap because we were making our own fuel, so we were selling fuel to the rest of the world, and when uh, Sleepy Joe got into office, the first thing he did was shut all that down and put us back ta- ta- begging for gasoline and oil from OPEC, so now the gas prices are almost $5 a gallon across the country. Not only that, the prices of everything else is going up, the cost of all the goods in the store, and there's a shortage of drivers to get the stuff to the to the uh, places off the offloading the docks because corporations are firing people because they don't have the shot, and then they're crying because they don't have enough truck drivers. Well, you just laid off 50,000 workers and now you're crying because you don't have enough workers? Well, that's because you're listening to the mandate. Right, So all these things combined is creating a really big problem, which you guys are going to see in the next two months as we get closer to Christmas and we go into winter when your gas bill is going to be 50% higher or 500 times as much as it was before. And you can't get anything off the shelves in the store because it's all still sitting in containers trying to get here or the truck. There's no truckers to drive the food to your store or deliver it to your house. This is what they're claiming. So, so people around the world at college football games, especially, but elsewhere as well, I was watching the um, uh, baseball game, uh, the Giants and the Dodgers last night, and they broke out into that at one point as well. So it's it's going over to to professional sports, not just college. However, in the college sport industry, most people that go to college sports throughout the United States are very, very competitive, and they're very smart people, uh, and and they because you know they they follow all of that. So then they were chanting and what they were really chanting was fuck Joe Biden in many other places. And and where that hashtag, let's go, Brandon came into play was there was a race car driver who won a race. And this woman was uh, was uh, interviewing him and the crowd started chanting. Well, his name happened to be Brandon, right? That was his first name. And, and she was listening to the crowd. And she says, oh, wow, listen to the crowd. They're chanting for you. And it was clear that they were saying, fuck Joe Biden. But she was then saying, look, they're saying, go, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. And you could hear that they weren't saying, let's go, Brandon. They were saying, fuck Joe Biden. And he even knew it. And But then because of that, all the news agencies would play the videos from uh, of the different colleges where they were breaking out in the chant And then they played the racetrack where they broke out in the chant and the woman saying that to Brandon, let's go, Brandon. And people started holding up signs that said, let's go, Brandon, or hashtag, let's go, Brandon. And at the Giants game, there were several people holding up a a black and orange lettering sign that said, let's go, Brandon. So that was really cool, Jake, that you brought that up, right? Because people are starting to chant that at sporting events now, spontaneously, Somebody starts it and there's enough people in the crowd that they start doing it. And it's not like just one section with four or five guys that have been planted there. There's thousands of people clearly, and sometimes almost the entire stadium and they're chanting. It's very loud. And you, if you ever go to these sporting events, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, you see them on the news. And of course they, they bleep out the, the fuck word. Right. And then, but you can hear them going bleep, Joe Biden. And then they're all going 10, tin 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 bleep Joe Biden tin 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 tin. So that's funny, Jake, that you brought that up, right? <laughs> yeah, coincidence or or correlation? Agreed, right? So, so so would that be? Would that group be waiting in, in? What is this? So that let me put it up on the screen. So, so would that group uh, waiting at the front door be the false flag event? Oh, well, uh, yeah, yes. No, 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 not the group that's waiting at the door is an actual group that is actually out there. They're the ones behind the powers that should not be on this planet. Those people are the Orion Crusaders. They call themselves that they're an evil band of marauders. They came from the Orion's belt. Now, Not just evil people come from there, because just like here on Earth and everywhere else in 3D reality, you have good and evil people. I'm part of a coalition of good souls who came from Orion's Belt, basically chasing these people and coming down to planets they're trying to occupy and um, coming down here to help. So if you listen to any of my Law of One show, you'll, you'll find where I'm interpreting the Law of One for you. And they have a warning, a stark warning. It was really mo- most of what they're they're there for. They're telling us how the universe works, the things that they can tell us about the laws of the universe and how that was set down and when, uh, which you can read in all of the um Bibles around the world, but most most specifically the Gnostic Gospels, they get into more detail and the Sumerian uh, Gospels, they get into more detail. They're almost identical. I'm going to do a um, probably a, a, a documentary showing just that, how similar they all are to one another, because they are almost identical. Three books that I read, the Book of Truth the, of the Gnostic uh, Gospel is in fact identical uh, uh, in, in um, the, the story of the creation from beginning until now. In the Sumerian text, is almost identical word for word. Uh, The only difference is that they have, because they were told at different times, they have different names for the deities, right? But the reoccurring one is Anu, right? Anunnaki, uh, Tiamat, and a few others that you recognize. Marduk, and a few others that you know are things that we have named as either heavenly bodies like, you know, planets or, or stars or something here in our solar system that we've had or meteorites like like Tiamat, because that story is telling the story in the heavens as well. So that's part of the whole cyclical thing. And I'll explain that at one point, but not today. Right. Um, so, Una, no, that's not part of the false flag narrative. However, there is a false flag narrative that is similar to that, you're right, and I'll explain that really quickly so you guys know what Una and I are talking about. Is the the one that uh, Dr. Stephen Greer has been warning about that he had gotten information and broke this to the people that our government, the United States government, that is when I say our, I'm, I'm an American, the United States government has uh, the powers that should not be the swamp. They have a, a plan, um, uh, and they've been playing with this the whole time, where they're going to have a fake alien invasion where it's actually us. Pretending to be invading ourselves with spaceship-like stuff—the actual spaceships, but the ones that everyone sees in their mind because it's painted that way from all of the t- movies and TVs and books—and uh, little gray, little green men coming down, or greys coming down, or or you know, or the lizard men, whichever doesn't matter. It might be all of them uh, coming down to invade us, and it's a mock, fake invasion. And that was set up so that they can enact one world government by uh, emergency powers of suspending all governments and going under a one world government so that we can fight against these big, bad uh, aliens. And then they're going to unleash on us their actual uh, equipment that they really have. And they're going to go, it's a good thing. We secretly were making all of these things because we can beat back the aliens. And then they then they kill all the fake aliens or chase them away. And then they set up themselves for to be in charge of the one world government. That's the the false flag uh, um, uh, event that Una was uh, was thinking it was uh, related to. In a sense, it is, but it's not because the, the, the untrue thing is uh, if they can enact the plan that everybody believes that they're slaves, they won't have to do that false flag invasion because everybody will just be complacent. And we because we control the narrative, we control the matrix here. If enough people on the planet believe we're slave labor race, sorry, my foot is caught. Sorry about that. I was trying to move it. I didn't realize that my foot was stuck up against the the desk and the chair. One of the arms of the chair where the wheels were on it was was touching my my heel. And I went to move my foot and my foot was literally trapped. And I didn't know it uh, until I went to move it. I was like, what the heck? And then I had to readjust my chair to get my foot untrapped. So, So then once we all say or think that we were created as a slave labor race, then they can just show up and say, we're your creator gods. We already have them trying to say that now. Several times over and over, if you watch the movie The Fourth Kind, they even put that in there where the alien said to her, I'm I'm your creator, God, I can do whatever I want to, right? And very arrogantly, and they tried to pass that off as a true story, which it wasn't. Um, Things like that have happened, but um, if you watch that movie and you think that really happened, I say get the DVD and watch where they're filming the supposed uh, recording from the police cams inside the cars where they were actually filming that. So that whole thing was staged. It wasn't actually. You're not seeing the real people like they tell you that you are, and that this is going on. You're actually seeing actors acting out the part, and they're filming it from the police camps. That's they show you that in the in the in the DVD. So if you watch the DVD and you watch that, then you realize that that whole storyline is completely made up. However, it's based on real stories that have happened in that area. So it's based in truth, uh, but it just it didn't happen like that. Right. So there is a story that happened. So it is based in a true story, but none of the true story, except for the storyline itself, there is no visuals in that movie that are actually from that, that time period, like they claim none of them. So they didn't go and get the, uh, the police cams from the, from the sheriff's department, uh, from the, you know, the, either the personal ones on the police or the ones on the dashboard, they didn't get those at all none of those were no one was cooperating with them at all all of that information was top secret because it turned over the fbi okay however they had they knew from the stories and then so they filmed it and so what you're seeing may have happened give or take a little bit of hollywood so it did take place right but it didn't but you're not seeing any visuals of real footage in that um unfortunately even just trying to get the word out for things like that you have to kind of take those narratives so you want to scare people but the point is, you also don't want to scare them too bad because if they are afraid, that's what they're trying to propagate: big bad aliens going to come get us and eat us or something, you know. All right, now I've wasted too much time, so let's go ahead and, and start. Let me put this up on the screen, and we'll go ahead and start. I think it's starting automatically. Yeah. So for those of you on the uh, MP3 file, this is the end of chapter no- chapter one or chapter nine, part one, and we're going to go to chapter um, nine, part two here in a second. <clears throat> I don't remember how long. It, it's like 30 seconds. There we go. So now we're on to uh, Roswell Alien Interview, Chapter 9,
1: Part 2. This includes a religion of mumbo-jumbo doublespeak. Every pyramid civilization uses this as part of a control mechanism to keep...
0: Right. Now, remember, I backed up, so I'm going to let this play. Because we, I already went haywire crazy on her for talking shit about all the religions on the planet, right? Trying to discredit all of them. She's on that narrative. She's trying to drive the narrative that we're a slave labor race or that we're a penal colony. Uh, And that's the other one. If they can get us as a penal colony or a slave labor race, either one we believe on a mass scale, they're going to show up and say, we we are annexing you and we're your saviors or, hi, we're your creator gods, right? Those are the two um, the, the two ways that they're going to try and take over our world. That's what they do. They take over worlds in the three-dimensional worlds just like that. Uh, and they're focusing on us and they're, they're trying. So her people who she claims are not doing that are the ones that are doing that, by the way, I haven't made that clear. Errol's people in the group that she's with is the group from Orion that is, on. they came to here and they've now turned and they're heading towards the center of the of the um, known universe and they're conquering everything in its path. So she would, so she's actually part of the evil group. And I've proven that over and over with h- how, how much disdain she has for anything or anyone that's above her station. There is no one above us. We are the gods. We created everything and that's it. Right. And so she's per- perpetrating and propagating the idea in our heads that she and her people are the highest up that they can go why cuz they're going to at one point i don't think she says it but we'll find out one point going to say well we're your creator god and you're our prisoners so it's either you believe you're a prisoner or you believe that you're a slave labor race they don't care which each one of them gets you to open the door and let the vampire in by believing that and they they, uh, went, they all the information that they told moses was faked and they there was not god actually talking to moses it was them Zechariah stitchen's account of the dead sea scrolls <coughs> was was tampered with or 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 he interpreted it wrong i haven't gone down that rabbit hole yet but i'm going to because other people have and they've discredited uh what his interpretation was and i haven't read the 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 narratives between this is what he said and this is what we found and this is the discrepancy which i will do at some point <coughs> so because i believe that he was wrong from everything that i've gathered and i haven't even read the stuff that he read or maybe I have, I don't know what he was supposedly translating. Right. So I have to find out what that was, his dead sea scrolls, but was it the Sumerian text? Because if so, he's dead, dead, flat, dead wrong, Right. Even though the dead sea scrolls and and a couple of the other scrolls uh, are trying to suggest that someone other than the creator, mother, father, you know, God, goddess uh, created the human race. And so people want to say, well, they're aliens then because they're, but they're not, they're still on the level of gods. So they're not people. They're not three-dimensional people. They're above that. They're not. they They were not ever created in a corporeal form of any kind. So they didn't have a physical body. So they can't be an alien because an alien is classified as another three-dimensional being that has to use technology to get around, right? <clears throat> so, Errol claims that she is all energy and she's inside this uh, this doll body or a uh, you know a. Uh, Uh, Echo suit to be able to move around the three in the three third dimensional plane. Right. So she really wouldn't be considered an alien either because she's energy. If in fact, she is energy by our technical terms. Because if you if you take all those uh, limitations away and say an alien is literally any entity that did not was not born on Earth, then well, then the moon is an alien. Do you see all of the planets in our solar system are aliens because they're alive. They vibrate and have a vibration and they're alive. So you can't use that definition in such a broad stroke because that means everything is alien because it's not from here. Well, in fact, it is because it's alien to us because it didn't come from here. But that doesn't mean what they what you think that it means right so yeah it's just like them saying that life originally was was signs of life like humanoid then they started saying no anything that is alive is life so then they said if there's water there's life because water is alive and there's stuff in the water and there's amoebas and all that so it's alive so finding water or plant life on any planet is alive right welcome welcome cheryl i know you're late but that's okay because i've been killing time basically i'm going over the the definition of the laws of the universe and and that sort of stuff uh so because you're going to see that we're going to get right into that as soon as i shut up and let this thing play so you haven't missed anything cheryl i've literally backed up the two minute or three minutes that we we actually went through last week and i'm going to let that play and not harp on her for attacking our religions which she's doing at this point but wanted to go ahead and and, and let the conversation progress to where it was. So if you saw things on Wednesday, when I was talking, you're going to notice that this is where we're picking up, right where we left off on Wednesday. And that was where I was bridging that gap just now. So with that, let me continue with the tape here. And you guys, like I said, share this out, share this out, share this out, please.
1: The population enslaved by force, by fear and by ignorance. The indecipherable muddle of irrelevant information, geometric designs, mathematical calculation, astronomical alignments are part of the false spirituality based on solid objects rather than immortal spirits in order to confuse and disorient the Isbys on earth. When the body of a person died, they were buried with their earthly possessions, including their former body wrapped in linen to sustain their soul or ka after death. An does not have a soul. An Isbi is a soul. On the home planet of an their material possessions were not lost, stolen, or forgotten when the being died or left the body. An could return and claim the possessions. However, if the isbi has amnesia, they will not remember that they had any possession. So governments, insurance companies, bankers, family members, and other vultures can pick their possessions clean without fear of retribution from the deceased. The only reason for these false meanings is to instill the idea that an isbi is not a spirit, but a physical object. This is a lie. This is a trap for an isbi. Countless people have spent endless hours attempting to solve the jigsaw puzzle of Egypt and other old empire civilizations. They are puzzles made of pieces that do not fit. A question states its own answer. What is the mystery of Egypt and other pyramid cultures? mystery. Circa 15,000 BCE. The old empire forces supervised the construction of hydraulic mining operations in the Andes Mountains in present-day Bolivia near Lake Titicaca, Lake of Ten Stones, at Tijuanaco, including construction of the massive stone complex of carved stone buildings known as Kalasasaya and its Gate of the Sun at the elevation of nearly 14,000 feet 11,600 BCE. The polar axis of Earth shifted. The polar axis of Earth shifted to a sea area. The last ice age came to an end abruptly as the polar ice caps melted and the level of the ocean rose to submerge large sections of the land masses of Earth. The last remaining vestiges of Atlantis and Lemuria were covered by water. Massive extinctions of animals occurred in the Americas, Australia, and the Arctic regions due to the shift of the poles. 10,450 BCE Plans were made by the old empire Isby called Thoth for construction of a great pyramid of Giza. The four air shafts of the pyramid point precisely to key stars in the old empire as seen from Giza this year. The alignment of the pyramids of Giza on the ground matches perfectly the alignment of the constellation of Orion as seen in the sky from Giza relative to the Nile as the earthly representation of the Milky Way in the sky. 10,400 BCE According to the Earth historian Herodotus' records from the ruined civilizations of Atlantis containing electronic technology and other technology of that society were buried in a vault beneath the paws of the Sphinx. The Greek historian wrote that he was told about this by some of his friends who were priests of Anu, the Sumerian god at the Egyptian city of Heliopolis. However, it is highly unlikely that any traces of an electronic civilization would be allowed to be left intact on earth by the old empire prison system administrators. 8,212 BCE, the Veda or Vedic hymns are a set of religious hymns that were introduced to the societies of earth. They came forward and spoke in spoken tradition, memorized from generation to generation. The hymn to the dawn child includes an idea called the cycle of the physical universe, the creation, growth, conservation, decay and death, or destruction of energy and matter in a space. These cycles produce time. The same set of hymns describes the theory of evolution. Here is a tremendous body of knowledge, which contains a great deal of spiritual truth unfortunately it has been incorrectly evaluated by humans and altered with lies and reversals of fact by priests which are a booby trap to prevent anyone from using the wisdom to discover a way to escape from the prison planet Sorry, I had my microphone muted. (laughs) Sorry about that. So
0: there's some dead air there while I was talking. Didn't realize my mic was muted. Okay, so during my uh, investigation uh, of the Sumerian tablets uh, in comparison to the Babylonian tablets, you find that um, that uh, they change the deity of uh, 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 in the name of the deity in uh, respect to the conqueror or the avenger. Uh, a character in each city of Sumeria to whatever God is the God of that city name. So there you're seeing corroboration of what she's claiming here, where you have these different priests rewriting it and changing it and then corrupting it uh, so that you can't find the, the keys right to the door, to the way out. Now, this is part, and this is why I wanted to play this part. Here's the the many truths with the little lie right here, okay, and what she just said. <clears throat> She's claiming that we're in a penal colony and that these texts, which what they're telling you about right there, are literally, and I hadn't realized that because I don't remember this part until just now, they're literally the same storyline that is the the, the Vedic text or the same Text of the sumerian and babylonian and the gnostic gospels that people talk about how the religion of the christianity and the, the hebrew religion and the muslim religion were based on an older religion they're all the same the only difference is whether or not the people did not translate and change the narrative of the translation uh, or when they did and you can see that because everything is the same except for the different uh names of the deities. And this is what I found in at least three of the Gnostic gospels, right? And that now in the Sumerian gospel and in the the Babylonian. So at this point, scientists think that the Babylonian uh, might be the, the eldest that we have still intact. Right. And all of that is still the same every single time the Avenger The last time that storyline appeared here on the planet Earth, the Avenger's name was was Jesus the Christ, right? Jesus the Savior. So this is where I talk about that uh, a lot, how that storyline is the only storyline that hasn't been tampered with much other than the name Right. Or maybe the language that it was written in because it was a different people, but it's the same story. They just changed the name of the deity to a different deity. But the story is exactly the same. Okay, And so you have the only thing that you have is an interpretation that becomes a longer dialogue when you translate it into different languages. OK, so when so when you have it translated into English, it becomes a little bit more wordy. Or if you did French, because we're of those two languages, we're very wordy. Right. We're not simple like most languages are simple. So that's where we get that lost in translation thing from, because we add a lot of extra words that you don't need in a sentence to communicate. Latin is a perfect example and, and uh, Castilian is a perfect example of not needing as many words and still getting your point across, and everybody understands what you're saying completely. But the problem with that is they kind of do have that that many words. The the English language doesn't have feminine and masculine words, so we have other words that tell the feminine or the masculinity by adding these other words in that are that base. Now, see, now I'm going down the, the road of linguistics. Right. So in in a sense, we all have the same amount of words that we use. It's just the other ones have an easier way of telling you whether it's a masculine or a feminine object that you're dealing with or person. Right. And those of you who speak any of the Latin languages, you fully understand what I'm saying. Most languages are that way. And English is spoken backwards to the rest of the world. It's just about. Except for like German and Dutch, because they're very similar to the, the, those languages oh, that are up in the, the Viking languages, because that's what this language that I'm speaking was based on. Their alphabet, their language coming from the Swedes, Norwegians, and in you know, the, the Norway, Sweden, Finland, uh, Denmark, Germany. Right. And then it evolved into the English language and then eventually to this common language that we now speak or this American slang language I speak here. Okay, there's my linguistics for the day. Otherwise, but if you apply that, my point is, as a scientist, if you understand linguistics and then you understand what you're dealing with, when did this scroll pop up well, who were the people at the time what was the language the, and then you realize what was the god of the city and that's why and i know that that was so brainy and, and nerdy you guys are probably going oh my god bro right he went on all that just for a translation but it's important because you see the pattern you see the storyline with a different name uh, uh, tagged in there Right. And so you realize it's a different place and it's a different culture. But the the personage in the idea is the same. The story is the same. They just didn't have Jesus as the name. They had Anu at one point or they had Marduk or they had, uh, you know, another name like that. Right. Uh, And then instead of the mother of 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 the savior being um, Mary, she was Tiamat in most of the storylines. Do you understand? And if you read these, you'll see that, right? Um, and so that's what they were just talking about here. And that's what she's talking about and the whole thing. And they corrupted it to try and to get you people, all of us, to basically despise the lamb. Now, the lamb has always been associated with the son of God. Jesus is the lamb, the lamb of God. Okay, so literally they're saying that if you despise or you don't follow, or if you're not spiritual, you won't even see the door. To this panic room because it's not a it's not a uh, it's not something you can't escape from. You can. And that's why you just heard her admit that that they took they corrupted the story so that you couldn't find the way out. So that means there is a way out. This is not a prison that you're stuck in and there's guards standing over trying to kill you and shove you back in here at all. She admits that right there. This is why it's important for me to go through everything I just went through, hopefully, so that you guys understand the, the the weight of what she just said. She just admitted that there are texts on this planet that will help you to escape. Now, why would they leave that information on this planet if, in fact, there were guards? They'd come into our cell and take it. But they haven't. Why? Because they can't, because there is no fucking guards. We're not a prison. It is a prison but it's not a prison that three-dimensional humans or otherwise aliens are running or managing. It is a prison that was set down by the creator for every single soul to have to go through, to graduate to adulthood and move on to the next level. And that's where we are. We're not in a penal colony created by some seven alien races or one alien race. None of it. And None of those stories say that. <clears throat> none of the stories in any book claims like they're doing on Ancient Aliens, the TV series. They just change the word. Well, I can do that too. If you change the word that God said to an alien said, I can say you can change that word to a goat said, and it doesn't change that to be a goat. Do you understand? If I just say that, allegedly, God, allegedly, enough times, aliens, 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 like uh, Giorgio Tsoukalos, and say it's interesting in the Bible that if you take the word God and you put that for aliens, then it changes the whole narrative of the Bible. Well, if you change that, that that name from God to aliens, then take out aliens and put my name in there, I become a God. Still doesn't change the story, does it? Story is still the same. Now you're just calling God a name. Do you understand? <clears throat> so the so it's really simple. There's your many many uh, you know your uh, one little lie with many truths. <clears throat> is that's what they've been selling you on Ancient Aliens, the TV series, the whole time. Uh, we've noticed that if you take out the word God, because they didn't understand what God was, or the chariots of the fire, right? We didn't know what the chariot were, what the spaceships were, so we called them chariots. Well, that's that's okay. Right? Because, you know, but, but you know, Anunnaki, right? You know, they're saying that means those from the heavens came. That doesn't mean those aliens came. Do you understand? Were they aliens? Oh, you know, it could be, and this is the weird thing about the cyclical nature of the universe, okay? We talked about this on Wednesday where God was telling Moses the, the sea is going to run red, and it did. And the locusts and all the different plagues, and they all happened. But the people at the time, and they even show this in the movie with Charlton Heston, where his people come to him and go, everything he said is bullshit. There was a volcano that erupted upstream, and all of this is from that volcano. But how could he have known that and exactly what day each was going to be there unless the aliens made the volcano erupt? Well, I can also say God made the volcano erupt and then told Moses. However, I think that I know that what was being told to Moses was not, in fact, God. It was the Crusaders, the Orion Crusaders, which she's a part of. Errol here, the alien, is a part of. And so they were driving a false narrative uh, to, to do what they needed to do to impress the world and, and get everybody to think that their, you know, their creator God was saving them. And then, then, you know, the truth is, in this case, with Moses, the creator God flew down and had his floating city shading them as they were walking through the desert. Here I refer to the exodus of the Jews. And that he hovered above them for forty years while they were walking through the desert. So, so until they get to the promised land. So this God who's to- holy gold, now. Now rem- remember this, guys. I'm a Christian minister. Okay, I've been ordained by the Catholic Church as a as a knight, which makes me a minister, and I've been ordained as a Christian minister by the by the uh, Universal Life Church in Phoenix, Arizona. So I'm not coming at this from a, a person who's an atheist. I'm not because I'm not an atheist. Okay. However, in this case it looks like there was an alien spaceship that was floating above these people. And the supposed God who was trying to save those people waited until the entire generation of every single person save Moses and his family had died who were, Supposed slaves in Egypt before they get to go to the promised land. They wandered, wandered, wandered all over the desert, back and forth, back and forth. We're almost there. We'll get there eventually after all you guys die. Then when they did get there, they wouldn't let Moses go in. He said, no, Moses, you don't get to come in here. Go to the out into the wilderness and die. Wait a minute. What? So Moses went through his whole life, did God's bidding, freed the people. And for his reward, he was told, go out in the desert and die, slave. You're useless to me. You don't get to come here. Why? What did he do wrong? That was not God. That was aliens. And that was the crusaders from Orion. Okay? Because that's just insane. I'm gonna go down that rabbit hole at some point and try and unpack that whole thing, just like the you know, the serpent in the Garden of Eden, right? That again is is a complete different metaphor for something completely different, much deeper than it has to do with what we're talking about here and the creation story of the entire universe. But most people have no idea what it means. Right? And that's just the way it is. We're all starting to learn that now. Why? This is the end times. Everything is locked up and sealed in until the end times. People will not understand the revelations. People will not understand the end times or any of the predictions of the end times until God allows their minds to have the eyes to see. And they and that is during the the tribulation times when it is at the end times or close to it. We as a collective consciousness are actually starting to decipher and understand far better what all of these things meant and what they do mean now in this modern age than ever before by far leaps and bounds, far, far reaching leaps and bounds. Why is that? Because this is the end times. We are living that. We are getting close to this entire race of people, human beings, moving to the next level. And most of us that are in this business are pushing to have it happen in the spontaneous rather than in the death of millions of people, which is rare but can happen. So we're putting forth, we've already done that twice, 1969 and 2012. This society has a race of people on this planet, not just in one nation, not just in one state, as a planetary body, we leaped, leapt a great distance in our vibration. I'm repeating that slowly for you to understand. Go back to 1969, look at 1962, and the way the population was, three, four, five. We had a president get assassinated in, in 1962, upheaval. All the people that were assassinated at that uh, were at that time, many were. Martin Luther was, uh, you know, the, the president uh, Kennedy, his brother Bobby, right? You had a lot of people assassinated or put in jail. Stephen Biko in South Africa and then him, Mandela, his right-hand man, went to prison for most of his life. All of that strife, and then there was a sudden change in 1969, and you had this love fest all over the United States, and you had Woodstock, and you had the the power to the people, the flower uh, to the people uh, in San Francisco, and everything changed, and everybody was psychedelic, and their vibrations went from a warlike to a loving-like group of people. And that was a very quick jump. And then in 2012, another jump happened. If you guys were around at all, we had the millennium bug in 2000, right? But then we had more strife again. And then we had 9-11, right? And, and then things were building and building and building. And then we had the end of Baktun 12. And we were moving into Baktun 13. That was at the end of of uh, 2012. Right. And the world was supposed to come to an end in December 24th or 27th or whatever the number was 21st. They kept moving it up and down and up and down somewhere around the solstice of 2012. That didn't happen. And we kept going the Mayan calendar. The guy didn't carve the next Mayan calendar because the guy who carved the first one probably did it, you know, the the 7,000 years ago or 20,000 years ago during that cycle. Right. So it's happening right now. That's right. So what we have happening is the transition into the age of Aquarius. We are not there yet. We have ended Bakhtun 12 and we are in the strife in between one uh, uh, cycle and the beginning of the next. So the next cycle is about to start, but this is the death throes of the last cycle. This is the last ditch the last energies, the dawn, the darkness just before dawn is where we are now. So that is the revelation. That is the the end times. That is everything that was foretold in every torment on the planet, and this is what's happening to us right now. So, like we said on when or on Wednesday, you guys need to realize. Rob from from uh, um, uh, Full Spectrum Universe came on, and he popped in and just said a couple of words that meant the entire world. And I don't know how long he stayed, but but it was kudos to him, right? Because he said we've already won, right? We two thousand years ago or more. Because if you go back in time now, the Sumerian texts were somewhere around seventeen thousand years ago or twelve thousand BCE right or 13 14000 BCE. So if you're looking about 17 18 say 20,000 years ago when you go back to the Babylonian text there might even be more from that and I'm a, I'm I'm going to suggest that there are because this planet is more than seventy-five thousand years overdue to graduate, so I would suggest that if you're counting the ones that I know, that's seven plus uh, the Gnostic Gospels plus the Sumerian text, and the so that's eight, nine, ten. We're up to ten or twelve now. So if you're going to go back, we're going to have at least twelve of the same storyline. So above and past beyond the the Sumerians, uh, and and you know beyond that. To, uh, to the Babylonians, I'm sure that beyond that you're going to have somebody else that's going to pop up somewhere. We're going to find that they have the same exact story with a different deity's name inserted. And it's going to be the same what we call Christ effect or Christ scenario that it was being foretold then, only with a different name as the Savior or uh, um, Avenger or Conqueror. Do you see? So that's what I've gathered from going down all those. And I'm going to do a, I'll probably do a, a show and or at the very least do a documentary and, and speak to that and put those together so people can actually see them side by side. Uh, I was doing that myself. Literally last night I was sitting watching, uh, a, you know, a, a audio book on the Sumerian text. And I would let the text go on for about five minutes, and then I would stop and go to the Babylonian text and do the same thing and play it and see that it is identical word for word, except the names of the character or the characters. That's it. And in most places, it is Tiamat the entire time until you get closer to now. And then the story was told with Jesus and and Mary. But it's the same story. But you don't know that if you haven't read the Gnostic Gospels, because they took out all the parts of the creation of the universe and centered on just Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, just four books. And those four books don't tell anything about the creation itself, like Genesis. They left that only to Genesis. But Genesis, if you read Genesis alongside those, you'll see a modern version of the same ones with a different language, because that one has been translated into modern English now. But it's going to be the same story unless you can't catch the correlation, which a lot of people don't, they don't realize the same correlation, but because I do this for a living, I'm able to catch that. Many other people that I know have done the same thing. So yes, Melissa, the dawn is cracking. It's about to. So we're literally in that, in that no man's land between that one ended and the next one's about to begin. But before we can have it begin, you see, we have to make the choice of where we're going. And that's where we go to. And that's what it's coming to. And it's getting harder and harder for you people out there, some of you to think, because you don't realize what's happening to you. Those of us who do are trying to give you the tools. We're trying to show you the keys to the Porsche. It's there for you to see, but you have to admit some things to yourself first, uh, so that you can fix yourself and love yourself. And once you do that and start becoming spiritual, then you're, then you're more apt to go, well, there might be something else out there. Because if you stay an atheist, you can graduate, but it's going to take you a lot longer, right? So if you guys want to stay that way, you can, and it's okay. It doesn't mean you're going to get left behind and you're never going to graduate. It just means you're going to spend more than 10 lifetimes. Uh, if you do it every single lifetime, you're gonna, you'll continue to recycle until you change that belief and that's what it says in the actual text i just read it to you to despise the lamb will will ensure that you cannot this is not verbatim now this is this is me paraphrasing cuz i'm not actually reading it but i'm reading it from memory but this part to despise the lamb is verbatim and then the idea of to doing that does not allow you to even see the door okay Jesus said, the way to heaven is through me. Jesus is the door. So if you don't believe in Jesus, you won't see the door. So you won't even know where it is. So you can't graduate. You can't escape from this panic room into the next one. You can't do it. You can't leave this level and go to the next until you acknowledge the idea of good versus evil. So evil people can do that because they're evil, but they also believe, well, we have to have an opposite. So if we're going to say we're evil, we have to obviously say there's good. You can't say there's one without the other. That just doesn't work in this universe. You can't have a right without a left. You can't have an up without a down. You can't have a light without a dark. You can't have good without evil, period. So once you acknowledge the fact there is good and there is evil, then you may see the door. Do you understand? So to deny the existence of a God is to deny the existence of good and evil. Because you can't have them on any level if you don't believe in them. That's like saying, I'm going to go drive my car, but I don't believe in cars. Well, you have to, because you're going to get an in-one and driving it. I'm going to live life, but I don't believe there's any life after this life. So you're going to live this life, but you're living a mundane life when you're you're thinking at the end of it, there's nothing. Why would you not be trying to be the owner of the planet? Right? Well, I don't want to go through all that because everybody's trying to do that. Well, then you're not the only one, do you see? And there is more life because that means when you die, life continues. <laughs> right? Do you understand that? So the argument that people come up with for any kind of purpose like that You could try and argue the other side, but it becomes folly after a while. Exactly my point when you take the name of God out of the Bible and say alien instead. And I just showed you. I could put dog in there. But then again, dog spelled backwards is God. Yes, I did that on purpose. (laughs) You could put bird in there. It doesn't matter what you put in there. It sounds just as obscure. Right? Every time someone ever says God, God bless you. You can say aliens bless you. Moby Dick, bless you, peaches, peanut butter, it becomes asinine, right? But if you if you give it an, uh, another name that it could be something mysterious like, um, alien, somebody else who created us, not a god, well, that's because they want it to be that. They want it so bad, they're telling you, just take the name god out every time because they didn't understand what it was and they called it a god, but it was, in fact, an alien. How do you know that? <laughs> I know that there's proof that there was people that did come here and did pretend to be aliens or or gods. We humans do it. It doesn't mean that they're gods. It doesn't mean they created us. And I've given you the the perfect example out in the Pacific Ocean during World War II. So this was in the 1940s, early to mid-1940s. The American troops were island hopping, fighting against the Japanese. Two things took place then that no one expected. One, the aborigines on some of the planets thought the Americans were gods because they came out of the sky. Huh. Sounds familiar, right? Kind of paints the picture for the ancient alien ideology. But the humans didn't say they were gods and tell them, yes, we are your creator gods and blah, blah, blah. Although in other time periods earlier on when they were more asleep and they showed up on boats and they thought they were gods, they said, yes, we are. Give us your women. And then they had sex with all the women, gave birth to children, married some of them, Woo-hoo, having fun. Because you have to remember that, so- that soldiers back then in the navies were between the ages of 14 and 20, 25 maybe if they were older. Some of them made it to their 30s, but most of the time they stopped uh, working in the Navy and went about their lives. So, yeah, you're going to have young boys. Wanting to have sex with young girls. Hell yes. Every man at that age wants to have sex with as many women as he can. So am I a God? Of course I'm a God. Suck my penis. Right? Sorry for those words, but grotesque language there. But, I mean, come on. So that doesn't mean that the, the aliens were God. It doesn't mean that God is an alien. It just means that you're taking words and in the Bible and changing them again. Because if everyone believes that the word God should be alien, then you're now despising the lamb and saying, no, Jesus was just a man or he was a hippie. By doing so, you are despising the lamb. Therefore, you're not going to see the door. Do you understand? So she's admitting here that this place is not, that it is easily, easily escapable. There's no one in charge because if they were, they would have come down here and they would have eradicated all the books that I was just talking about and all the scrolls. Did they try to uh, with the people who were here? Yes. They tried to eradicate all of those books, but the books were buried by someone who was in service to others for posterity. They set them in places and hoping, maybe knowing, maybe wishing, maybe making it happen with their incantations, whatever, that somewhere in the future, when the time was right, people would find these and then interpret them. Do you see? Even though the same people were trying to destroy all that knowledge and change the narrative so that everyone would be stuck here and not find their way out, is still found out because that's the way the universe works. Right? That's the way the universe works. It's 50-50. So if I'm trying to take control of the universe, then there's a 50% chance that I'm going to fail. It's never higher than that. It's never lower than that. So this is the death rolls of the people that should not be in charge, that have tried to take control and have had control of the matrix for a long period of time. And now they're losing because the that's what the will of God is. I will unleash Satan unto the earth for a time. Satan is locked up in the earth, and that is the prison where that is hell. Okay. And what is hell? Hell is the lack of God's light. So most of the people on this planet, before the Christ procedure or the Christ... Uh, a phenomenon happened, and I'm referring here to all the texts that we have found in the Dead Sea Scrolls, the whole nines. You're going back to Babylonian, Mesopotamia, the whole nines. They're all telling the same story with a different deity's name in that place. Some of them were corrupted here, just like the pyramid was taken over and corrupted to the pyramids by the churches at the time, and only those who were the the um, uh, priests could go into them and they only the priests could talk to God. They do that in every religion, trying to corrupt it and get you to not believe in a God while you thought you were believing in a God and that then you wouldn't you would be stuck. So we are stuck in a prison, but it's a prison of our own design, not a prison of someone else's and us being tossed in it. Okay. This is not a prison that an alien race made unless you call anything that was not from earth alien, which means God is an alien. The creator is an alien. If there's angels, they're aliens too. If there's a devil, he's an alien as well because none of them were born here. Do you understand? So it's folly. It's a joke and it's a, and it's a Jedi mind trick. What's in a name? doesn't matter what you call the deity in the universe that is the energy that is the creation doesn't matter what that name is it doesn't change what that energy or storyline is or caricature or character do you understand oh <laughs> yeah love julie okay did i miss much and then of course you're laughing about it yeah right So I've been talking for the time you've been gone. Yes is the answer. Always the answer is yes. (laughs) Right. Is reality getting in your way? Is reality holding you back? The answer to that is 100% always yes. (laughs) Always. Okay. So she just admitted in this part here, you didn't miss much, Julie, of the alien speaking. You just missed uh, me going on about the same uh, thing that I was going on about on Wednesday, at the end of Wednesday. So she admitted here that this is not, right there, by, by, by not saying it, she said that there's all these texts, the Vedic texts, all these texts that we have, the, the Gnostic Gospels, and the Sumerian Gospels, and the, and the Babylonian, all of those refer to the way out. And that they were corrupted by the people of each city or city-state, so that, and changed so that the people wouldn't find the way out. And then the phenomenon happened, and then they tried to change that narrative again. And the phenomenon phenomenon happened over and over again. It continued happening, <clears throat> but the name was changed. And the last time it's happened here was 2,000 years ago, roughly 2020. What you know, he died when he was 30, so it'll be it'll be 2,000 actually 2,000 years. I talked about this on Wednesday in 10 years, <clears throat> because of, uh, Jesus died when he was 31. So in 2031 will be the 2,000th anniversary of jesus's death because he was 31 when he died and the counting of of ad started after his death and o domini in the year of the lord actually it was when his birth <clears throat> i apologize so the those euro day zero right where it goes from bc to ad zero is when jesus was born so we're in the year of our lord 2021 he died at 31 so in 10 years it'll be literally the 2000th anniversary of jesus's demise so that was the last time that it came. So if there's a 2,000 year gap in between each one, that makes sense going back to Mesopotamia and then back to, you know, uh, further back. So now we're, we're looking at, like I said, somewhere around 20,000 years ago, and it probably is further back than that. <clears throat> what we thought was 2,000 years ago was in fact 12,000 years ago. So in my lifetime, from the time when I was a kid, we thought that in the churches, everybody thought we were only like 3,000 years old that nobody was older than that, and that the stories in all the Bibles were only 3,000 years. Now we're saying minimum 12,000, and most scientists are now saying 25,000, and some are saying longer ago, and that the time period in there, the history was wrong as far as how far back it went. And this proves it with the different scrolls, okay? And so there's the answer to get out. It's right before your eyes. It's right in front of you, and you can't see it, and it's your choice. That's what all of this is about and she actually admitted that much right here in this. So let's continue with what she was saying here.
1: 8050 BCE destruction of the old empire home planet government in this galaxy. This was the end of the old empire as a political entity in the galaxy. However, the vast size of the old empire will take many thousands of years for the domain to conquer completely the inertia of the political, economic, and cultural systems of the old empire will remain in place for some time to come. However, remnants of the old empire space fleet in the solar system of Earth were finally destroyed in 1230 A.D. In addition to operatives of the old empire who run the Earth prison operation, there were other beings from the old empire who came to Earth. Since Earth was no longer under the control of the old empire, After their defeat by the domain forces, there was no police force to control military renegades, space pirates, miners, merchants, and entrepreneurs who came to earth to exploit the resources of the planet for personal gain and many other nefarious reasons. For example, the history of the earth according to the Jewish people describes the Nephilim. Chapter 6 of the book of Genesis describes the origin of Nephilim. Now it came about when men began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful and they took wives for themselves, whomever they choose. So we just covered that, right? So
0: Cortez showed up over on the east coast of uh, South America. They thought they were gods and they said, yeah, yeah, we're gods. And they liked their women and they took their women and started having sex with them. There's no difference here. So the Nephilim who did come were probably aliens who came down here at one point. These marauder aliens that came down here to exploit. They didn't create us. We were already here. You see that. Right? You see that there. So what she's saying is that the only reason that that happened was because we were already here, but it was in between the time when they conquered the old empire that was here. Okay? So this also coincides with the same time period that Ra is warning about the same people who were coming here to try and take over and they're an evil empire calling themselves, not the domain, but the Orion crusaders. So she's calling it the domain <clears throat> because if she says we're the Orion crusaders, then it's obvious that they're trying to take over, but she's also being very openly honest about that. Okay. So, so here's the, the same scenario right here. That doesn't mean that the Nephilim or gods Again, does that part mean they're aliens? Yes, because the Nephilim were not our creators. So if anything, these they were robber people coming down here. Then the quarantine happened after this, and it wasn't because of her people coming down here and keeping everybody because she claims that. We just here and then we're leaving your ass. But then other good people came here and they stopped all these people from coming down here, panhandling and ripping off our resources, okay? And that's what you get, the war of the gods in the sky, because you have people protecting the earth and fighting off people who are trying to come down here to rip off all the natural resources. And we still have them. So it's not like we ran out right? It's not like, you know, then people just make up these stories. Well, there's this planet that has this Nuburu people on it, or a planet Nuburu that has these people on it. And it comes around every certain amount of time. And then those people fly over here. But yet, while they're gone for a thousand years, they don't get new technology in that thousand year time period to be able to fly here from further away. And they're already overdue. So they're already here. Do you see what I'm saying? So we still have good day, mate. Lenora just came in and said, good day. Um, yes and all is well with me and, and and so hopefully all is well with you uh thank you so so i i have to call bunk on on you know bs on the bullshit on the uh <clears throat> that whole thing where there's this planet that comes into a uh, close range to the earth that has a whole civilization on it that comes flying over here once they get close and it's always once every thousand years or so or 10,000 or 20,000 or whatever the number is, it doesn't matter. If it's more than 100 years before it comes back, the people that are living on that should have advanced that more than 100 years, whatever it took for it to come here, so they should have better machinery, better flight capability, and be able to fly here sooner, not later, than their, uh, than their uh, orbit uh, uh, approaches. So do you understand? Because we're growing in technology, look where we went from covered wagon to the moon in, in 69 years, okay? And then we went from the, the next 70 years, we went from uh, flying an old uh, tin can to the moon that could be controlled by my smartphone, I could have hijacked it completely with my, just my smartphone that I have now. So we've, so our technological level has advanced threefold in that same time period. So in 150, let's say 150 years in this country alone, our technology went from covered wagon with no technology to smartphones, computers, and everything that we have now. So if I'm in orbit around a planet that I only see once every thousand years, once every 100 years, and I flew here in a rocket ship 100 years ago, when I come back, I'm, uh, hopefully I'm not flying that same damn rocket ship. There should be technological advances that I'm making and that my entire race is making before the planet comes back around. So when the planet gets into orbit and it comes back around, instead of being having to only get here when the planet's in the same spot it was in last time, I should be able to fly further because I should have better technology and I should be able to get here from further away, which means I should arrive here prior to the, the cyclical nature of that planet uh, in its orbit and be able to be here. So they should have already been here long ago. Okay. So I don't buy that. I call bullshit on the on the whole. There's this planet that the, the, the people come from and they have to wait till they're in orbit next to close enough to us to fly here. And they've been doing it over and over and over for a hundred thousand years. Well, they've never advanced in technology in a hundred thousand years. Who does that? Well, maybe they're too stupid and they don't, and they just they're that race that has to steal everything in technology because they don't make it themselves. Right, and so they're waiting for us every time. It's a symbiotic relationship. You see how I'm making a story fit here? The Earth is flat because there's this thing that's called the firmament that one guy saw once, but nobody else. His whole crew wasn't affected by it, so they were able to see it and find it. And but nobody in the history of the world since then can duplicate it. Right, and so but we're gonna take some dude's word for it from the 1700s that that's what happened. See. So it's the same thing. Somebody's making up a story from something that was a fragment of another story that that was a piece of something that was found in a scroll that was buried in the desert some 10,000 years ago. And they're filling in the gaps and telling a story that's called the grapevine. And they're filling in the gaps themselves, and they're taking uh, 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 liberties with the narrative, and they're painting a different picture. Hi, Patricia. I didn't say hello to you when you came in. Thank you for being here. yeah, isn't it sad that devices this is Patricia speaking isn't it sad that uh, how devices can do something that horrible, right? <laughs> exactly, she says. so you know so so here again, we have Errol talking about what's going on and trying to paint one narrative by using here's the many many truths with a few lies. She's using the Nephilim, which we have, she's, the, the guy was showing you pictures of the skeletons, and obviously being bigger and telling the story of they came down here, they liked our women, and they started having sex with them, but they were calling them the sons of God, right? In quotes, quote, unquote, with my, with my fingers, the sons of God. The sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves, whomever they chose. Well, of course, when you show up and say, I'm your God, and everyone believes you, just like Cortez did uh, when he showed up. They believed he was a god, and he said, of course, until he wasn't anymore. And then they made up a story to get him out into the jungle and hope that he would die and said there's this city called El Dorado that's full of gold that's over there. You should go east quickly. And they went out there and, and lost 90% of the, of the uh, fleet of people that he had, and they ended up having to limp their way back uh, to uh, the motherland of Spain. So, the, so the, the natives did what they needed to do to get rid of those yahoos but it almost cost them their entire civilization because of it. And it may have. Okay. But they weren't gods. The Nephilim weren't gods. They were just people, right? Uh, that came down. Is that, the, is that the Anunnaki? Those from the heavens came? Right? Maybe. But, you know, that's, the, again, Giorgio Tsukalo taking this. So he's telling you a story that's similar that may fit as an alien, because I think there are some stories from the Bible are aliens that came down here. I believe that. I made that that connection telling you what I've learned from reading the different Gospels, that Moses and the Ten Commandments was a lie. It wasn't God speaking to him. It was, in fact, Errol's people speaking to Moses, pretending they were God and saying what he needed to hear that were in the Scriptures that were already here that were hidden for people to find and some taken out. And so when we read what they claim after we know the, the different uh, uh, Gospels that have been taken out and tried to be hidden from us forever, tells, paints the story a little bit differently and a little bit more closely to the ideology of the law of one. Do you understand? Which is the warning of people like Errol coming down here to try and take over. She's claiming that's not what we're trying to do at all. We're, in fact, just here because we're we're turning left and heading towards the center of the universe with our invasion. We'll come back for you guys later. Oh, but by the way, we own you. And you're in a prison. <laughs> and all of your religions are bullshit. You have no hope of living anything. And you're pathetic because you're all psychotic. And if you're not psychotic, you're the dregs of the world that no one wants. That's basically what she has said over and over in this interview. All right, let's continue with what she's talking about here and trying to convince us that the Nephilim were, in fact, uh, our creators, or something similar to it. Let's see what she has to say.
1: The Nephilim were on earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. The ancient Jewish people who wrote the history book called the Old Testament were slaves, herders, and gatherers. Any modern technology... See, now, this was also
0: the narrative painted trying to say that we're a slave labor race. We now know with almost a 100% certainty that the, the Jews were not enslaved. They were under a contract and they were working for Ramses II, his father before that, Seti III. They were working for them under contract. The entire race was getting paid to do work for, and the conditions weren't as bad as they try to make it seem. They painted it that way when they're telling the story because this is where they started the narrative of those who were supposed to be God's chosen, the Hebrews, were in fact enslaved. They were slaves, and they were freed. Why? Because the Moses story is another Jesus story. Do you understand? The Moses story is the Jesus story being told, Prior to Jesus being here, or might have been the other way around. No, it was it was after, right? Whichever way, it doesn't matter. I believe it was it was because it was based on that, right? So Christianity was based on. So Moses came first. So Moses was another example of the Savior story, the Conqueror, the Savior. Do you understand? So you take the storyline of the creation of the universe, and then you read that, and you change the name to, and then they destroyed the either the god, uh, the presumed god of creation, or the ideal ideology of the god of creation, right? And then the mother rose up, and the mother has to be defeated as well, because in this religion, women are subservient and slaves even in the freedom areas of what the Hebrews believe is freedom, women aren't freed, they're slaves, their job is to, is to procreate and their job is to feed the, the husband when he comes home and take care of everything and just have babies and shut up, right? That obviously these days is not the case because other cultures on this planet, even at the same time, didn't treat their women this way. I speak here now of the people of the North. All of the people of, of Europe Western, Southern Western and Northern Europe, traditionally treated women as equals. And you don't get to see that because they never really draw that narrative except for people being realistic now, like when they did the Vikings, the TV show, everything you saw there happened in real life. There were just some minor things that they changed to make like Rolo was not Ragnar's brother. Rolo did do everything he did, but it was after Ragnar was dead and they were, he was not, he was his cousin, not his brother. So little teeny things had changed, right? But the rest of the narrative is correct. So everything you see in that series happened in real life. And almost identically the way you see it happening. Okay. So in that, women were not treated as non-equals, not at all, but they were completely equal, fought side by side with the men. But there were certain things that the men could do better, <clears throat> like holding the shield wall, but the women were doing that too, right? But there, were, So there were some things that the men did better because of their brute force and brute strength that they had the ability. But the truth is, In that TV series, and the other ones that came out at the time, most of them didn't make it, though, the women of the day were complete equals. They were never looked at as non, even in Europe. But the history tells it opposite. But if you really look at actual culture of the Europeans and the Northern Europeans and the Vikings and the Swedes and the Norwegians, women were not treated that way. It was was only in the modern era when Western Judeo-Christian Christianity made its way uh, to the the uh, north. That they started treating women the way the religion had them being treated, and that was not what Jesus was teaching. I know you guys are thinking I'm preaching like the Bible, but had, this has to do with all of this, guys. It really does. So the, what Jesus was teaching was the opposite: that women are equal. And then when he was when he was out of the picture, when he was dead and resurrected and ascended or whatever. Uh, uh, Then all of a sudden, Peter usurped the church, took control of it, and then he made women be subservient, right back to where they were in the Hebrew Bible, back to being shut up, sit down, do the work, you're my slave, your property. And it took from then until the 60s, so it took almost 2,000 years for women to get their voice back in that uh, religion. Right. But then you still had people who were of the old religions that were still teaching that way underground, Wiccan, paganism, uh, bohemianism, still teaching the old ways, even though they tried to eradicate that. Right. They did that over in the south of France when the people started the religion over there, which was exactly what Jesus was teaching, because Mary ended up there. She disappeared from the Bible. She went to France and then started up the religion the way Jesus was preaching it there. So when that religion got big, they challenged the Pope in Rome. The Pope in Rome sent their knights. Uh, and They weren't in Rome, then it was in France still. They hadn't moved back to Rome yet. And the King of France, and they t- killed them all off. They went to the south of France and murdered over 2 million people to eradicate that religion, which was the same that Jesus was preaching. You can look that up in Holy Blood, Holy Grail. The book talks about that. Dan Brown based his book on the fact that of, that, of that book and a few others. Mary Magdalene, the the the, the book of uh, of Mary Magdalene, which is a, a Gnostic gospel, and a couple others, along with uh, the Templar Knights and Mary and her knights, uh, which was based on her uh, um, her books and where she came, and then the history of the south of France and the people told the story. To this day, they still venerate Mary uh, at a certain day when they claim she died. Right, and there's a lot more to that. I'm not going to get into that because I've already gone too far. I've done documentaries on it. I've done videos. You guys to go back in my archives and see me talk for three or four hours about that. Right? Yeah, you were going to mention Mary, right? The book. Yeah, the book of Mary is one. And I've, I just read that last uh, week ago, again, because I, w- I was reading all the Gnostic Gospels. And there was a few that I hadn't ever read. So I was going down that deep dive. <laughs> right? Okay. So Patricia was saying that. Patricia said I was going to mention the Mary's book. Okay. so right i was going to mention mary's book earlier right yeah yeah um so and you guys should read it um, in fact dan brown used it there was a, an excerpt from the book in there and he craft to craft to craftly very smartly portrayed it because in the actual gospels it says and you know jesus uh, and mary were close and they they always were together in fact they were so much together that jesus used to And the word is missing out of that, her on the face or her, you know, he used to uh, upon her face. And we assume the word was kiss her, right? Because I don't think he was slapping her around. Right. Yeah. Dan Brown is great. He, he, he'd read all the books that I read and he decided to make the story of a, what if, like I did with ancient aliens. If you read my book, I did the same thing. I've read everything that the, uh, the, you know, watched all the TV series and and said, what if that were true? And there really were aliens, which is true by the way. (laughs) And, and, but at the time that I wrote it, it was a, what if. And then afterwards I was told by psychics that this is a scenario that's actually happening right now, uh, that you have been channeling. Uh, so that book is a true story, but the names are not the real names of the real people that are actually doing it. But that scenario is playing out right now on this planet for real. And um, so he did that with, with uh, the Da Vinci Code and uh, Angels and Demons. It was great. Uh, you guys, you, and he had so many homages to, uh, you know, like Lee T. Bing is an anagram for the one of the writers of uh, Holy Blood, Holy Grail. So you guys should really, if you're a nerd like me, you caught that. But if you're not, there's many little, uh, um, you know, eggs there, goose eggs or whatever you want to call them, uh, that are hidden in that movie that tell you where, the, where he got the information that he got to make that book that he became a movie out of. And he's very proud to tell everybody the whole time, this is what I did. And Holy Blood, Holy Grail was written uh, by two Englishmen, and, and that was actually written from uh, another book that was published in the 1800s that they had read. And I had a copy of it, and I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. But they talk about it. So if you look at their um, on History Channel, if you or you can go on YouTube and, and Google Holy Blood, Holy Grail, and you'll see the interview with the two guys, they tell you the name of the book that they based Holy Blood, Holy Grail on. And the reason they did that was because this guy talked about that and literally, like they say, with Holy Blood, Holy Grail is a translation uh, between, uh, you know, uh, the words. If you say it as one whole word, it means bloodline. And if you say it as two words, it means um, something different or the other way around. If you say it at all, one word, it means DNA, blood, drink the blood of Christ. And then if not, it means bloodline, lineage if you separate the word and that they, they put that in there and in that I have that scene up. If you go to my uh, YouTube channel and rewind far enough, you'll see, I have one that's called the greatest cover-up in history. And it's scenes from that movie where they talk about the witch's hammer uh, and uh, and all of that. And then they talk about, and he repeats that gospel of Mary and he uh, gets interrupted by uh by uh what's his name's character right when that word is he supposed to say what what he did whether he kissed her or what on her face but we don't know what he actually said because that's actually torn out or was eaten away by time right uh, we don't know which we don't know if someone ripped off the word kissed or what but the universe saw fit to cast doubt right there Uh, on when we found her gospels and that word is missing right out of the middle of that sentence. And he left it that way and got interrupted without saying, but it implies that he was about to say, kissed her on her cheek or on her face. Okay, here we go. So they weren't slaves, but this is part of the propagation. This is part of the insert back 2000 years ago to influence the minds of humans by the by the Orion Crusaders, or in this case, her people, which she's calling, um, whatever, the domain, right? Um, so that's, that is the Orion Crusader. So here we go.
1: Even a simple flashlight would seem astounding and miraculous to them. They attributed any unexplainable phenomenon to technology of the workings of a god. Unfortunately, this behavior is universal among all ISBs who have been given amnesia and cannot remember their own experiences, training, technology, personality, or identity.
0: See, now, and here, here's again, what she's doing is a play on words, right? Here again, she's claiming that the only reason that an ISB, for those of you who don't know what that is, that's her version of us as a soul, because you, you are and you're being, is being. Um, a similar a similar way of saying that uh, by uh, Edgar Tolle is, and she could have used this um, uh, an-, an anagram, but she didn't, or an anachronism, but she didn't, is human being. Right? If you look at that word, human, you are, that's her being is, and being, human being, you are being. So she's saying is be, which is a shorter version of human being. So we call ourselves what we are. We are an immortal soul who is a being. And she's just saying, you are a mortal soul who is a being, you is be. So she's making it even simpler. And the reason she's doing that is for confusion as well as uh, um, not. Because she's also making the is be something different than it actually is here. But I'm not going to get into that right now. Okay. So what she does here is is she says... Only the people who have been mind-wiped don't know who they are, suggesting, again, this is a penal colony without saying it. But every single person on any race in the three-dimensional, this place where you are for the first time aware that you are something, your consciousness has now focused on I am. So, therefore, you have to understand what that is. So, if you listen to most of the gospels, the and the, especially the the uh, uh, law of one, they explain the veil and what it was here for, and that is explained in the Gnostic gospels as well. Okay, there's so much in the the law of one that is in all the Gnostic gospels. There are places where they are literally the same words. Carla could have read the, the Gnostic Gospels and made up the Law of One. The problem is that they weren't out in publication for her to do that because we found them, right? When they found them and translated them, it is possible that she might have gotten a, a couple before, but I don't think so. Because of there's information in the Law of One that's not readily available in the Gnostic Gospels, but most of it is in there, but it's it's in a, a parables, And I don't believe that Dawn – Dawn didn't understand most of what Carla was saying. So even if Carla was a genius with an IQ higher than mine, right, that made me look stupid, then that's the only way that she could have maybe read these and understood them. But at that point, instead of creating a brand-new scenario to tell a story that nobody really got to to read on a mass scale – because it was slow burned and, and put on back shelves on purpose so that nobody would read it until the modern era, <clears throat> again suggests that there's information in there that was locked away until the end times and that nobody would understand it until the end times and all of a sudden when people are starting to be able to understand it. Again, it's, it's uh, talking about the exact same thing, the creation of the universe from start to finish and telling the story of the Jesus phenomenon And they're telling it from the perspective of 1981 and 1984, so they use the vernacular Jesus. But if they were telling that story to a Sumerian, they would have not. They would have used Gilgamesh or or Marduk or one of the others, and Tiamat instead of Mary, which they did. Because those storylines came before those characters were alive, so they wouldn't be called that. Do you understand? So here again, she's, she's suggesting without saying it, well, you guys are mind blight but that's because you're in a prison. Every single, doesn't matter whether you're a lizard person, a, a gray, a bird, an avian, a, a whatever, every alien that you know, if they are in a physical 3D form, then they are going through the exact same thing that we are going through. Right? And then, Patricia, I like this. I'm going to put this up here. Wait, I'm going to put what you said first over here, right? Never stupid. I feel that way uh, for the only one, (laughs) right? The only one talking. So here, I don't think, she says, I I don't think everyone, I don't think nothing will get it correct, but you're very smart. No, I don't think that any of us will get it 100% correct yet because we're not actually to that point. We're getting there. And this is what I'm trying to show. I don't know everything. If I knew the answers, I wouldn't be here. I would have already went out the door, right? Although I did sign on to stay here until everybody else got out. So in in, in truth, I wouldn't because I would I would be staying here to help. But I'm telling you that I don't know all the answers. Because if I did, I would be telling you that. However, I, can, I know all the tools that's going to give us the answers. And that's what I'm working for as well. So no, do, do, do we have all this correct? Not yet. Are we getting there? Oh, yeah, by far. By far, far more than 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, we as a race of people now are, are discovering things. And, and I, again, go hearken back to the tomes, to the Bibles, right? That in, the, in the, the times, in the end times, when it gets closer to the end times, then all those things that have been locked away and sealed, Understandingly wise and told and foretold that that had happened will be revealed to us, and that's what's starting to happen. Is that we are vibrating at a level to where we're starting to understand this stuff, and we have to go back and read, reread everything over and over again because in the context of knowing more now, I have to reread the these Bibles than the last time. Twenty years ago, I read just about every Bible I could get my hands on, and what meant to me, what was important to me, or what I got out of that. Then I will guarantee you is not going to be what I get out of it now, because 20 years ago, I was in a different place, different vibration than I am now. Right? All of us were. And let's hope that we were, because if you are exactly the same person today that you were 20 years ago, you're doing something wrong, because you're not evolving. (laughs) It means you have to be a hermit, because you can't help but evolve. If you're, if you're exposed to other humans, you will evolve because they are interacting with you, and you are then seeing everything that's going on, right? <clears throat> right? Okay, so Denise is asking, Can you explain why she keeps using amnesia with the ISBs in being in a, in a person? She's using amnesia because she's claiming that they uh, have, uh, have caught us or that we were arrested someplace on another uh, planet in another universe or another solar system and brought to this place that it's a prison and that they uh, uh, electrically shock our immortal soul, our is be, that's our soul, who we are and give us amnesia. Now we don't remember anything that's going on and they put us and have us be born into a body here. Remember I I went over this about the uh, for the last two shows about how this is not a penal colony like she claims that uh, it, it is a penal colony, but it was invented by the one true creator as a test for us as children to be able to, to graduate from, you have to become the adult and then graduate. So she's using amnesia uh, as a way of saying you were mind wiped. Right. And that you have no memory of who you really are. Cause it's true. That's the truth of what she's saying, but the mechanism uh, or the actuator she's claiming was a race of people. Not maybe humans, but she doesn't say, she says the old empire and doesn't specify what that race was, right? She's, she's claiming she didn't really know anything. She just knows that we're at war with them and we're the domain. And they are the other bad guys who used to own you, but now we own you because we're the new bad guys in town, but you're, you're prisoner's in a penal colony, but we're not going to do anything to help you or hinder you because she can't, because this is not in fact, a penal colony created by a three D race, three-dimensional race not it was created by the one true creator for all souls to go through when you are aware but the way that they are mind screwing with us or or using the jedi mind trick is to convince us that this is a penal colony created by an alien race to what end then they knock on the door they show up and they park right off the uh off the outside of earth and we can see them on our radar and they give a give a call through the door on the radio, and they say, Hi, we're that creator god that you guys believe in. Worship me. We're here to claim our throne once again. And it won't happen until the majority of the population of the planet believes their slave labor race. And if that doesn't work, then the powers that should not be will have a mock fake alien invasion So that they can then usurp the throne of Earth by saying, look, we need to unite under one world government, not controlled by the aliens. And we have this technology that we hid from you and we can fight off the big bad aliens. Now, give us total control over the Earth. The other scenario is. That there's a fake alien invasion and other aliens show up and beat those aliens back and say, it's a good thing we're here to save you because we're your creators. We created you. And if we believe that we're a slave labor race, then again, we welcome them in open arms and we become their slaves. They take control. Those are the three scenarios that are in play that are all false flag lying scenarios and none of them it'll work if everyone believes that we're a slave labor race of any kind, that we were created by seven races uh, of their DNA in a Petri dish, or if uh, one race came down and did it, or if whatever, if we concede, concede to the idea and have believed that we are all slaves, we will become slaves. So basically we're voting by proxy without knowing it. We're all putting a raise in our hand and going, yes, I believe we're slaves. And once we all do that, because all of our minds, as a collective, is what creates the reality of this planet. That's the matrix. One one matrix. That's the logos, and we, was the logos is the creation. So we have the creative spark. We are the creative spark. So this whole thing that an be is separate. And separateness is what she's trying to say, that there is no we unless you're in our empire. There is no collective mind of any kind. Stop thinking that. Right? That's what she wants. That's what she's saying. That's what she wants you to believe. There is no collective consciousness because that's part of painting the narrative to get you to believe you're a slave. Not knowing that you have a connective consciousness to all other humans. And can change things. They want you to have not that knowledge in your mind, so you can't believe in a God because that connects you to something else. So she taunts the human race by saying, you guys are connecting to a God so that you don't have to take uh, credit for the things that you do. And then you could say, well, it's God that's doing it. That was also a corruption when they corrupted uh, as below, so above, as within, so without, and changed that narrative to as above, so below, and as without, so within. So that now we are backwards in our thinking and that God creates, and then we become what God creates. That's setting up the caste system and mind-screwing us to believe that there is a God— not a collective consciousness. Do you see? So you have to re- you have to see where they corrupted the churches, on what level, to paint the same narrative. And there's many levels to the narrative that they're painting with contingencies to keep us running around in circles so that we won't figure out how to get out of the room because it's right there in front of us. It's actually very simple. That's why they tried to hide those not the Gnostic Gospels, the Sumerian Gospels, the, the Babylonian. They had to get rid of them all because they were telling the truth. They were telling people how to escape this panic room. And the pyramid is no different, the one at Giza. And that's why they took control of that immediately and did not allow anyone to do anything with it. And then, of course, they, they uh, because of that, the uh, raw uh, people, the collective consciousness that is raw, took the capstone and turned it off so that they couldn't corrupt it further that's why it doesn't work now it still does kind of but it's outdated and not needed and they even said that in 1983 when they were between 1981 and 1984 in 1983 they even said that well should we try and get the pyramid running you don't need that anymore you guys have evolved past that you guys don't need that pyramid to ascend we then they left us with the tarot cards and they're saying should we remake the deck the way you wrote it you don't need that anymore because you now are past that Do you see? So we are past all of these things and the need for these things that they keep trying to use and corrupt and try to pretend they're not corrupting it to get us to believe that we're a slave labor race or that we're in a a prison, not in a test, not in a panic room, that it's just a test that we need to go through to understand and love. To understand and love or to love and understand. It's like philosophy The philosophy is the love of knowledge, or the knowledge of love. Okay, and that is and that is true to spiritualism. The same. The reason for that is that if that the Jesus story told by the Christians is, uh, and this is where they corrupted it and changed and took the female out of the Trinity. The original Trinity, and you'll read this if you read any of the Gospels that are out there that come from anywhere on the earth prior to the Council of Nicaea when, when Constantine changed the, the Bible and only put in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John telling the ancient tale. You read any of those ancient tales from anywhere, I am doing that now and have, and I currently see the same reoccurring theme. Okay, and that is, let's 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 go back to the original, the creation, the creator of the universe is androgynous of male and female at the same, same time. They gave birth to Jesus. This is an hour from our perspective now, because if you read the Babylonian text, there's a different name there. And the, the, the mother father are separated into two beings because you have to remember that the religions and us being uh, two different beings, the the people who were here were men, were very asleep, and you couldn't be gay. And they talk about that in the Bible. That's detestable to God. And that's the only place that it's in, is in the corrupted Quran of the, uh, well, the, the, the tablets that made up the Hebrew Bible, right? <clears throat> because in their religion, women were, were had been corrupted, the religion had been corrupted, and women were property. So therefore, they have to say, you can't even be gay. That's, that's detestable to God. Um, right? But cutting your hair is also detestable to God and people get to cut their cut all the time. You're supposed to leave your hair grow forever and never cut it. That's what it says in that very same Bible. And tattoos are evil and you shouldn't be getting them because what? Because the, the, they said so. I don't know. Why would God say, oh, and don't paint your bodies? <laughs> right? Don't, don't do that. Right? Why would, no. God gave us total free will. We can do whatever we want. So that's part of the Testament's, the Ten Commandments that was also faked because if God's creating us and letting us do whatever it is that we want, why then would we, the God, same God, turn around and say, but you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't do this and you can't do that? Oh, and by the way, don't cut your hair and don't have tattoos and, and, you know, don't, don't screw your, your brother's wife or your friend's wife and don't treat people badly. Those are commonsensical things that were made up by Moses when he was sitting up on the mountain. Ah, if it wasn't, it was the, it was the, uh, from what I've gathered, it was the Orion Crusaders, which this arrow here is a part of. Okay. So, yeah, no, I, know. I went on. You're like, oh, God. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Denise. But <clears throat> that's as short as I can make that. Right. And so there again, here's what she's doing, tricking us. So let's finish with this. Obviously,
1: if these were men and they mated with earth women, they were not sons of God. They were Isby's who inhabited biological bodies in order to take advantage of the political situation in the old empire or simply. See, so she's here showing that that wasn't the case. And that's one of the corruptions.
0: Again, like I said, many, there's a lot of truth to her lies that she's telling. So she, here she's using the Nephilim because back then we believed that they were they were gods. Right? And, and so, but nowadays, we don't. We don't believe they were gods. We believe they were humans, like I just said, for somewhere else.
1: They were just taller than us. ...to indulge in physical sensation. They set up small colonies of their own on Earth beyond the reach of the police and tax authorities. Coincidentally, one of the most serious crimes an Isbe could commit in the old empire was to violate income tax regulations. Income taxes were used as a slavery mechanism and a punishment in the old empire. The slightest error in a tax report made an ISBE untouchable, followed by imprisonment on earth. See, and now here she's
0: using uh, uh, some of, uh, of our systems of government and saying that that was from the old empire. But in the paragraph prior, she just said they they wouldn't want, she does this over and over. They didn't want to let us have anything from the old empire for fear that that would break our conditioning. And then she goes on to say, and this thing that you guys have here and this thing, and that thing is from the old empire. She does that over and over. It's reoccurring. And I, and I pointed pointed that out every single time so far since the beginning when we started 12 weeks ago, it's actually 13, 14 weeks ago. So she keeps saying they made sure that there was nothing here of the old empire, because if you had any of things that reminded you of the old empire, it would break your conditioning. So they stripped all that from you. And then she goes about pointing out all the things that we have here that are from the old empire, like the taxes. And then if you don't pay your taxes, you can go to jail from not paying your taxes properly. (laughs) So what, what is what is that? Right. So everything that we have currently on the planet is uh, is from the old empire. Yet in 1947, which we still had everything except for our technology now, she was claiming that all of that was part of the old empire, but it was all stripped from you. But now you're having it. You can't get out because the the conditioning, and you'll never get out. But the system is flawed and falling apart. And you guys are remembering and all this stuff but you're still going to be stuck here and you can't get out, but everything's breaking down and you can always escape, but you can't escape. She's double-talking the whole thing, round and round in circles, back and forth, back and forth. And that's, again, she's doing a verbal Kent.
1: 6750 BCE. Other pyramid civilizations were set up by the old empire on Earth. These were established in Babylon, Egypt, China, and Mesoamerica. The Mesopotamian area provided service facilities communication stations spaceports and stone quarry operations for these false civilizations
0: okay so now she's claiming that all of this stuff was around the earth was the old empire had had technology here so she literally in just in this paragraph went from all technology and had anything to do with the old empire was completely erased from earth and now she's claiming that they had bases here so we slaves were going to look at their technology and look at all their shit so how is that not going to break our conditioning of, of the uh, the mind wipe? Well, your mind wiped and nothing here of the old empire was here so that you wouldn't have anything familiar and you wouldn't remember who you were, except all the military bases and the outposts and the and the guys whipping the chains at you with having you do the slave labor and their technology and spaceships and the spaceports where people were coming and going and coming and going uh, from the old empire when they were living here and other races too. <laughs> Wait a minute. You literally just said we couldn't have any of that technology because if we did, it would would eradicate our memories. And now you're telling us that everything we have currently in 1947 is because of us remembering that. And now you're saying that all of that was taken away from us so that we wouldn't. However, they were here with military bases and all their technology. But how would we not be exposed to their technology then? And how is this? This is a am going to put you in an in a easily escapable uh, uh, dungeon with two inept guards.
1: Pata was the name given to the first in a succession of administrators from the old empire who represented themselves to earth population as divine rulers. Pata's importance may be understood when one learns that the word Egypt is a Greek corruption of the phrase het ka pata or house of the spirit of ptah ptah was nicknamed the developer he was a construction engineer his high priest was given the title great leader of craftsmen ptah was also the god of reincarnation in egypt he originated the opening of the mouth ceremony which was performed by priests at funerals to release souls from their corpses of course
0: Okay, and that's in the creation story as well. And the opening of the mouth ceremony was uh, to appease the sun god. And this is where you're getting into the Egyptian religion, right? Once again, because they're based on the stories from uh, Mesopotamia and from, uh, um, you know, the, the uh, Babylonian stories. So here you're, you're seeing here where she's uh, talking about that ceremony to release the soul and if you read any of the, the Gnostic Gospels or the or the um, Mesopotamian uh, tablets or the or the Babylonian tablets, especially the, those two or the last three or the the uh, um, tablet of truth or the the Gospel of Truth, one of the Gnostic the Gnostic Gospels, but there's others as well. That but that one's very just like on point. It is the same gospel as the Sumerian and as the uh, um, Babylonian. It's the same exact uh, one. And that's what this is what the Egyptian version of that ceremony, which is the creation story. And I'm not going to get involved in that right now to unpack all of that and that and that opening of the mouth as much as I've already gone too far with that. That's you would have to read those to understand that portion of why that ceremony is and where it is. Takes place in the creation story, and there, and the Egyptians, including the the Hebrews and the Christians, reenacted that in their story. They just changed the narrative slightly, and the and the name of the deity uh, who they were trying to, you know, like they're talking about here, the the symbol of the serpent or the dragon. That's Tiamat, in or Mary, right? Who they call the whore and said that she needed to go wandering in the desert like they did with Lilith. And Lilith is in those texts as well, by the way, uh, the uh, uh, Sumerian one and the Babylonian one. Do you see Lilith on the life
1: chain? Of course, when the souls were released, they were captured, given amnesia, and returned to earth again. The so-called divine rulers who followed Ptah on earth were called Netter, meaning guardians or watchers by the Egyptians. Their symbol was the serpent, or dragon, which represented a secret priesthood of the old empire called the Brothers of the Serpent. Old empire engineers used cutting tools of highly concentrated light waves to quickly carve and excavate stone blocks. They also used force fields and spacecraft to lift and transport blocks of stone weighing hundreds or thousands of tons each.
0: Now, if you go look at some of the stories uh, in history, they talk about that, how they had a bird that flew over and this light came from the bird and they picked up the stones and moved them into place. Right. And then they show you the visual here. For those of you who listening on the MP3 file, they showed a visual of your traditional saucer with a beam of light, green light coming out from the bottom and lifting up a couple of cows. However, if you listen to the story where they say that they had this hand, this thing in their hand uh, and that 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 tool was able to cut the the, make the stones the way they wanted. And then this bird that they had control over came down and, and lifted it up. That could have been a spaceship and or slash and slash or a drone of some kind with some sort of anti-gravity tractor beam or whatever you want to call it, uh, that picked things up, put it in the space into place. Now, at the time, there would be no technology reference point for the people of the Earth, again, to understand what it is that they're seeing. So they would report it by saying it as close to whatever they could figure out what it looks like in their minds from what they've seen on Earth. So again, you have that's how the corruption of the story uh, becomes where well, they must be gods because they have all kinds of technology right so I do believe that the aliens came to this earth many times and I believe that it was in that interlude in between. Right. When when things were, were changing and they there was that suction because there, the old empire was beaten back. Her people were coming in and, and trying to take over. And before they were able to get any control over the solar system, then you had marauders coming in. because That's going to happen anywhere where there's war. You're going to have people coming in, profiteers coming in to profit from it. And then, of course, the solar system gets locked down. And, and that's when we're not really seeing UFOs anymore, except for we're seeing Uh, things that belong to the people that live here and every now and then somebody who makes it through the blockade from uh from you know the the, to get here or someone who is projecting because they're high enough up in their vibration that their energy and they're projecting and creating themselves as a spaceship or a person or a person in a spaceship that gets really complicated so i won't go down that path too much i'll just continue with what she's saying here okay
1: The placement on the ground of some of these structures will be found to have geodesic or astronomical significance relative to various stars in this galactic region. The buildings are crude and impractical compared to building standards on most planets. As an engineer of the domain, I can attest that makeshift structures like these would never pass inspection on a planet in the domain. Stone.
0: Right, And they're using a visual there, for those of you on the MP3 file, they're using a visual there of that crooked pyramid that's in disarray and it's falling apart because it's been sitting there weather-beaten for 15, 20,000 years, right? So, so you know, saying that, you know, crude and in, and in, in that because people were building stuff here and it's not up to standards and yada, yada, well, you know. I mean, that's neither here nor there because that's something that was built so long ago that it's weather beaten. However, then you have the pyramids that were built that had they not taken the, the side stones off of it would still be standing smooth uh, that were built. Right. And so in a sense, she's trying to compare those that were built by God to those who were built by humans. But the truth is, even those ones that were built by a quote unquote God what well, was not built by God. It was built by aliens. Right. It was people or a race of people like the pyramids in Giza, the Ra said their people built them. And in fact, he talked about their people building all of them. So she now she's trying to, to show you that it was the old domain claiming that, it, well, there was no God that created it. Most of the stuff that we have here wasn't created by God, right? God created the universe. God created the earth. God created us, but God didn't come down here and create the cities. We did that right? And and at some point, did some aliens intervene and come down here and teach us shit? Yeah, I believe that. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I believe that. Absolutely. Did they tinker with our DNA? No, no. Our DNA is making leaps and bounds in the direction that it's going because of the direction that we are going uh, in a spiritual or non-spiritual way. We drive the narrative. It's not being driven by an alien race. It's not, okay? And I know that a lot of people just want that to be true Right Now, I created Ancient Aliens Worldwide. We hit 280,000 members on Sunday. So I have a group that that's all we do is alien hunt. So don't think that I'm a non-believer, okay? Because I know for a fact that aliens exist. All right? However, they're not gods. They're just people. If they're flying around in a spaceship, they're just people like us. They just look different because they come from a different planet. No different than a different state or a different country here on this planet. If you look at this planet and say, this planet is a solar system, right? This planet is a world that people over the, again, let's look back at world war II, for instance, while out in the Pacific Island hopping, the Japanese people for the very first time saw someone who was African descent. They had never met anyone who was African descent. Not, not all of them, but most of the soldiers, because they had lived in Japan their whole lives. They had seen white men because they had been interacting and trading for hundreds of years, but not with Africans. So they freaked out. What is the order? Who are those people? They're really dark. And, of course, what did we tell them? Well, they're our night fighters. We breed them that way. Right? So look out. When it's dark, they're going to sneak up on you, and you won't be able to see them unless they open their eyes and look at you. To, To propagandally put fear into the minds of the Japanese, taking advantage of what they look like. Right? That didn't mean they were gods,
1: right? Blocks such as those used in pyramid civilizations can still be seen, partially excavated in the stone quarries in the Middle East and elsewhere. Most of the structures were hastily built props, much like the false facades of the western town on a set of a motion picture. They appear to be real and to have some use or value. However, they have no value. They have no useful purpose. The pyramids and all of the other stone monuments erected by the old empire could be called mystery monuments. For what reason would anyone waste so many resources to construct so many useless buildings?
0: Because at one time there were aliens who they thought were gods were coming to those places and landing. The ones that they had built, therefore like the civilization on the islands in the Pacific when the Americans landed there and they made an airport there so that they could go further out in their patrols and also fighting with their air with it. The, so they didn't have to have a, a, a aircraft carrier sitting out there in the middle of the water. They're basically using the island as an aircraft carrier, right? Setting up a military base where they can then, um, uh, do that. And, you know, and, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, Cheryl, I'll get to that in a second, what you just said. Uh, and uh, when they left, they came back later to uh, to uh, destroy the, the uh, um, runway. And the natives had used the bamboo to create an aircraft, a prop plane that looked just like one of the planes that the first plane they landed in, which was one of the scout planes, which was a fixed wing with one single engine, a single engine fixed wing like a, a Piper Cub like we'd have today so or a piper so so they they believed that by building the machine the gods flew in they hoped that the gods would land there again superstitious uneducated people who had never seen technology seeing other humans that looked different than them or other people that look different than them, other three-dimensional beings that look different than them with, a, with a, a higher grade of technology when they had no reference to them. They look so alien, they believe they must be gods because they came from the sky. So this is just a reoccurring theme of uneducated human beings who don't remember where they're from or what's going on because in this place, You're supposed to be thus, because that was the way that it was set up by the creator. So that, and if you read the law of one, you understand it. And if you don't read the law of one, you don't understand that. Or if you read the the Gnostic gospels, you understand that if you interpret them properly. Okay. If you understand the parable of the story that they're telling you, that it's not just a storyline of these individuals. These individuals represent something in the universe, not just a person. And in everybody's mind, when you give a name to something, you automatically think of a human being occupying that form. And that in and of itself breaks down the possibility of you actually understanding the metaphoric story that you're hearing because you're now attributing it to a movie in your head of a dude and his mom and the war and the fighting and the death and the resurrection and the the then uh, um, creation, recreation, and then everybody happy, lives happily ever after. What you're not actually getting out of that story, if you're not looking for it because you're reading it as face value, is that there was, there was this God and his wife, and they created three sons, and they were loud, obnoxious, and annoying. And the father couldn't sleep at night when he was supposed to because the kids were up all the time, and he couldn't concentrate during the daytime. So he says, I'm going to go kill our children. This is literally literally the, the, the uh, Gnostic Gospels and the, and the Sumerian Gospel and the, and the Babylonian Gospel. This is literally that story translated to you right now in modern American English. So he says, I'm going to go and kill the the three kids. His wife, who is Tiamat, says, no, don't! what are you doing? Why are you going to kill our children? She then goes to the children and says, look out, dad's coming to get you, right? And they get mad and decide to go and kill dad. So they go and kill. Here's the story of Zeus, right? Zeus killed his father. He wanted, to, he wanted to kill his son, who was supposed to be the one that was supposed to kill him. And so mom had to hide the baby from him and put a rock in there. And he ate the rock, thinking it was the child. The child grew up and killed him. That's the same exact story. Okay? So, so here you have the three that go and kill the father. Now the mother gets mad because they killed her other half. You have to remember that they were one. They were duality. So, so they split that duality, that one person, into two. And put that scenario as two fights, right? So she then uh, creates these monsters to go and kill her sons, who have now killed her mate. But she actually venerates one of her sons and makes him her new new mate, right? The gods did that a lot in all the stories, and uh, and uh, sends them right to uh, uh, the, then but, but sends them to defend against the other kids. And the kids run and they hide and they can't attack mom because she's powers were too great. So then they go to to the to the, to the uh, next deity down, which is the, the, the next deity down, which turns out to be the son of the God, right? The Jesus. And he says, I can do this. Marduk in uh, the older languages and, and another name I can't remember off the top of my head. I can go do this, but if I do this, I want to be exalted over all other gods, Right, or none shall worship me. uh, Shall worship any other gods over me. That's in the Hebrew Bible and in the Christian Bible. And then he becomes the savior. That's the Jesus becoming the savior. Do you see? So, so that's the storyline. So it's the same. So now you have the savior who goes and attacks the mother, the father instead of the mother. Yes, Odin too. Odin is the story. Right. Look at the story of Loki. Look at the story of Odin with with. With Thor, Thor becomes the savior who slays the serpent. The serpent here being, uh, is uh, uh, um, um, Tiamat, the serpent. So the serpent, the the right, so you have, so you have Loki kills the father. That's the other brother, kills the father. The mother gets angry, has the other brother who is, Odin, or who is Thor? Thor avenges his father and goes and kills. Then slays the mother because he finds out the mother put the son up to killing the father. Right, and that was, and it's then they split that so you have Freya being being Jesus's mother, Freya being Thor's mother. But the the mother who who was the serpent is now they changed that storyline. They corrupted it and made her like the devil. But that's the same story being told again exactly that is in the Gnostic Gospels, that is all of these old uh, storylines that, that all of the religions of this planet were based on. And if you read the, those, the Gnostic Gospels, especially the Gospel of Truth, and you read the Sumerian t- texts, all, all seven t- tablets, and the, the uh, ones prior to that from the Babylonians, which is just a name change for the deity, all of them just changed the name to the deity of their gods. But the exact same story is being played out. The same scenario is their creation. And if you take that and then run with what their religion says is supposed to happen, where they have Ragnarok in the, in the uh, uh, north, and what is Ragnarok? Ragnarok is the time of trouble, the tribulation. And then what happens? Finri the wolf comes and chases, or, or they chase Finri the wolf from the sky, and the sun comes back out. What is the sun? The sun is the son of man, the son of God. The son of God is Jesus Christ. There's the same storyline again. The evil has to be defeated, and then you chase the gray uh, haze from the sky, chase Fenrir the wolf away, and everything is prosper. That is, the, that is exactly the same storyline as the Sorcerer's Stone, the Sword in the Stone, uh, uh, Arthur. Arthur has to drink the blood of what? The blood of the grail, which is the Jesus uh, energy, because it's the Jesus's blood. The way through to heaven is through me. Arthur has his son try to kill him, and that son was uh, begot by his sister. So it's his son, it's his mother and his sister at the same time. He comes to usurp the throne from the father. Then you have Percival, who is in the who is the savior character here, who goes on the quest to destroy her, but he has to re-energize the father, so he gets the blood of the father and has him drink and says, "You and the land are one. As you prosper, so too does the land." And he becomes filled with and that's the breath uh, uh, thing that we talked about here, where he's appeasing the fire god by consuming by consumption, right? By opening his mouth. Right, and then he what uses that on his uh, on his mother when the when the Jesus character who is now risen is the Christ is is the the Thor or the or or King Arthur, and he goes against his uh, his sister who is the mother creator. And he uses his breath, the dragon's breath, and lets loose the dragon's breath. And that is, is what happens with Tiamat. He unleashes evil breath into her. She opens her mouth to say a, an incantation and the very breath gets into her and destroys her. And that's what happened to her, to, to her at the time is, is that the breath came in, out of her actually by a trick and she lost all of her power. And her son then lost his power and the Jesus character took his revenge and killed them, slayed them both. And that was the same as Thor doing his business, the same as uh, Zeus uh, when he killed his father uh, or when when he killed his father. It's all the same storyline. Just the deity's name changed. It's all the same creation, the same storyline that's being told over and over in every culture. And if you look at it, it's all exactly the same. (laughs) <laughs> so oh my god how the heck do you know this uh, because i have spent my life that's true patricia let me put this up to so people and I'll, I'll actually give you the background uh she said oh my god how in the heck do you know this you're smart uh, well i am smart i have total recall i had I actually have a genius iq and i have total recall but i have spent my entire life starting from the age of about eight or nine this is not a joke we lived across the street when we moved from i was living in walnut creek california we moved to concord across the street from my house kitty corner to the right there was a house directly across the street from us but to our right hand side if you're in the house looking out was a parking lot for a church that was across the street from that and that was a, a mormon church so naturally you see a church and people going to church on sunday as a kid you start asking your parents questions I started asking my my, uh, father about religion, and he started telling me about it, right? Hold on, my brother's calling. Hang on one second.
1: There'll be some dead air for just a second here while I talk to my brother and tell him I'll call him back, okay? Okay. I think I waited too long and I went to voicemail because when I went to answer, there was nothing there either.
0: He couldn't hear me. He'll probably call back. If he calls back, I'm going to do that really quickly. Okay. So so uh, I started talking to my dad about church and where do we fit in? Are we Christian? Uh, dah, 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 dah. And my father said to me, You need to look into that. He was raised Catholic and so was my mother, but he wasn't forcing any religion on us. My father was very awake. He said, you should read all of their um, Bibles. You should go to their churches, their synagogues, talk to one of the clergy there, have them tell you exactly how and why and what their religion uh, does. And if you feel that you need a religion, you can pick one then, but don't just listen and go to one and decide that that's the one that you're going to go to. Research them. Right. I mean, it almost sounds like he's, you know, research them, my son, you know, go forth to the lands. And but I mean, that's kind of what he did. So I started researching at a very young age. What was Christianity? What was all the religions? And I made that kind of my hobby history and uh, philosophy and military history and religion and religious history have been what I have done my entire life. It's been my hobby. Uh, Everybody has said I should have been a teacher. And I'm like, but I am a teacher. I just don't get paid a teacher's wage. (laughs) Right? So I have done this my entire life. I'm 54 years of age. I just turned 54 a month ago. And I, so that literally means I've spent more than 35 years of my life researching history, looking for the answers and the creation of the universe, and I started to see similarities as I start reading things, I go, wait a minute, this sounds familiar. Where did I see that before? And that's when I start looking, start putting these things together, right? And then when I see the stories uh, and I hear the story and I go, wait a minute, the creation story of that religion is the same as that one. and It is the same as that one. It's the same as that one, right? But no one really puts it together. Like I've been just throwing it at you tonight right? <laughs> Denise, she says, thank you, Denise. I'm going to put that up and read it. Uh, I, and the one thing I love about Leo is that he's, he, he greets everyone by name and answers all of your questions. No silly questions. No questions is silly, right? They're not. Uh, Leo makes you, he makes you, well, I don't know, I, I intend to make you feel special, but I do intend to make sure that I am, uh, that I will talk to you guys. I think it's my brother calling back again. So hold on, let me tell him.
1: Yeah, it is. So hold on one second. We'll actually answer him this time. Okay,
0: he's like, Hey, what happened? I'm like, I answered and you, didn't say anything. He's all I tried to, but you hung up. I was like, Maybe I was moving too fast. Okay, <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, so I mean, I, I try to engage with you guys because that's what I like to do, uh, is let you guys know that I am here and I do pay attention to you know uh, to talk to you guys, right? Uh, and answer your questions because that's what I'm here for. I'm not here just to, I could just make a video where you guys wouldn't uh, be have any interaction with me if I didn't care. And then I could just play the video talking about the stuff I'm talking about. Right. Which is what most people would will do. And, and I'm not I'm not that person who has to do that. Some people have to because they can't do what I do. Right. I mean, if you look at newscasters, most of them are reading a teleprompter that someone else wrote. And they say that too. There's very, there's few people who can get on like I am sitting here and just go and talk and have, you know, and pay attention. Right? Yeah. Not everyone pays attention to the viewers. You're absolutely right. And he's a lot of people don't, I've been on like David Wilcock, he'll sit there. You got people talking, 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 talking. He doesn't even know that they're talking. I don't even know why he has the chat there because no one's even paying attention. So you're absolutely right. Some people don't pay attention to the chat because they're, they're wanting to, they want to hear themselves talk. They want to hear themselves talk. They don't want to hear anybody else talk. They don't want to answer questions. I'm the one that's in charge, and I'm going to tell you what I want to tell you. And whether you like me or not, you're going to either pay attention or you don't pay attention. That's the truth of that ego thinking, the egoist, egotistical mind that some people have. They don't want to interact with you because that brings them down to your level and you up to theirs. Do you see? By me acknowledging you and having a conversation with you, I'm acknowledging that you and I are the same. And I'm doing that on purpose because you and I are one. All of us are all the same. There is no one in this chat that is above anyone else in this chat, including myself. So I address you as an equal because you are, and you always will be, and everyone is. Okay? So... So that's why you, some a lot of you guys come back because you love the fact that here I am saying this shit and I seem like I'm this, this smart guy and I, and I know all this crazy shit and I point it out and it makes sense mostly. And some of the times you go, I don't know what he just said. He's fucking tripping. Right. But then you go, okay, dude, explain that. And I go, okay. And I take the time. Some people get frustrated with that and they go, fuck this. I'm gone because I, I don't want to sit here and listen to him go on and on and on about this. But the people who need that are here and you're asking questions. So this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm about is helping people to learn, teach, teach, learn, so that we can all find the door, find the key, unlock the door to this panic room and go and find out if we're inside of another panic room or if that's the way out. Either way, it's the way out of where we are. So I would be doing myself an injustice and the job that I'm here to do by not engaging with you on a personal level, because that's what I'm trying to do. Jesus was the same way. The reason Jesus, I'm not comparing myself to Jesus. I'm saying we had the same mission. (laughs) All right. So before you guys think I have that kind of big head going on, but Jesus was the same way. That's why he was in person. That's why he wasn't, he was only at the synagogue when he went, when they, when he was wanting to be there to show the other people. And, but otherwise he was preaching to people where he was. Mohammed did the same. Mohammed was preaching in the desert. He was sitting down with people and having a conversation with them. answering questions. Jesus did the same thing. Jesus was the freaking savior. I'm not above Jesus. So why would I think that I'm so important that I should be spitting off all this information, but not taking any questions? That would be my ego saying I'm more important, or I think I'm more important than Jesus Christ, who in our lifetimes is known as the savior. And I'm not. So I won't do that. So I will be here to talk to you guys. So then he says that's the best part. That's the best part, listening and learning from you. Thank you. And Marcus hugs my brother. How are you, Marcus? From New York, my friend. How are, I, I take it you're well. You're you're coming on, listening and hearing me live. Thank you, my friend. He usually picks up the MP3 file afterwards because he's usually not on in, when I'm live, and, and he gets me with the Memorex where he can't ask questions, but he can say things now, and I can answer him. Okay, so. I think that we'll, we'll call it here because I had, we said, you know, we'll, we'll back this up just a tad and start with a sentence or two behind. Cause this is about where we made it last time. We only made it a few minutes <clears throat> past where we did last time, but we unpacked a ton of stuff. Right. And we talked about a ton of stuff. So I just jammed into your guys's heads and anyone who listens to this, if you made it this far in two hours and, and 22 minutes, 23 minutes in, you just went through the last hour of an intense learning curve about the creation stories on a comparative, right? Thank you guys for leading me down that path. You guys asked the questions that, that, that you know, popped up. And, and uh, I mean, literally who was it that was that, was it, who was it that said that And said literally just said Odin? <laughs> who was it? Patricia. Patricia said Odin, and, and I went down that whole thing, and then from there went to King Arthur and showed you the creation story uh, in many different cultures. So when you read those, right, you're going to see them differently now, and you're going to start seeing that creation story that's being played out. It's a parable, right? So the King Arthur tale may not have actually happened in reality uh, at all. Right, We're pretty sure that it did in history, uh, very similar to that. So what you have to realize is also that, see here, I always say we're the macro or we're the microcosm for the macrocosm. And that is as above, so below, or as below, so above. If you look at this earth and what's happening on it, you literally see the creation story being played out. Every single creation story that's in every Bible, we're actually living, constantly reliving it right including the penal colony right we had a penal colony that if we believe this is a penal colony we had the penal colony that was australia there was a there's a place where people were put way out in the middle of nowhere and they eventually rose up against their masters and gained their freedom the human race is on this planet way out in the middle of nowhere and we're supposed to be a penal colony and we are now raising up against our oppressors and we're going to take control of our own planet so we're playing out the same scenario as the earth on the earth, as the universe, on the earth, as above, so below, as below, so above, as within, so without. So we are the creation story. Then this gets back to being the part of the creation, the creator. We're not, we're not living it. We're creating it. You have to remember that after this place where it's 3D reality, this is the only place where we have a past, a present, and a future everywhere else. All time exists as one. So because we're here in this place where we have a past, a present, and a future, we look back to the past and see the beginning of creation, and it comes forward to where we are now. And then we look to the future, and we expect to see creation in the future because we're creating that now. Okay? So we're living the universal creation. We are literally living Those texts. We are somewhere in those texts. But the truth is, we are everywhere in those texts because we are the creation. We were the creator. And now we're a piece of that split off, a child of the creation, of the child of the creation. So you have the Logos, the creation, and the Word of God. And the Word is Logos. And the word Logos means love means creation, creative love. Then you have Jesus who was created by the creator who then created the heavens because he's the word of God. And the word of God, when he opened his mouth, the fire came out that was God's word. That's the fire ritual of appeasing the sun god with, with the breath of your fire to appease the sun god. That's Jesus's voice, right, or Marduk's voice him standing up to defeat the dragon odin uh, needing a uh, thor to stand up and defeat the dragon having uh, ancient times in england they tell the stories of the knight who goes out and defeats the dragon do you see same story it's the same rite of passage for the Savior, for the, the, the Avenger, for the Conqueror. depends on the type of religion that you have, whether you're a conquering species or if you're a loving species. You, the the storyline is still the same. It just changes the name of the type. You're either a Conqueror or you're a Rescuer or you're a Savior, and the, but it's still the same being, doing the same thing. Do you understand? So we literally on this planet are the creation and it's happening as we speak. So everything that is written in all of those books, if you read them, you will see that all of that is happening here on the planet and in the universe at the exact same time because it's all happening now. There is no more important time than now. Whatever happened in the past is done and it's already taken care of. Whatever happens in the future is what we create because we are the creation. Do you understand that? That's the key. The way to heaven is through Jesus, he said. The way to heaven is through you. Jesus was talking in a metaphor telling you that you are the creation. So the way to heaven is through yourself. He was giving you the tools. He's the door. So you see the door, you see him, his speaking, and you see him generation after generation after generation going back in time with a different name, saying the same exact thing to a different group of people on this planet in a different time. See me. I am the door through me is the way to heaven. So how do we go through him? We listen to his words. He gives us knowledge. He teaches us. The knowledge he teaches us are the tools that become the key. We are the key. His knowledge is the door. You have to see that you are the key. Why are you the key? Because you are the creation. You are the creator. Therefore, you are the key. But you have to admit that to yourself and you have to fix yourself so that you can love yourself as much as you would love someone else or more. If you love yourself that much, then you are now more creative because you are creating with your heart. Once you do that, you realize you are the key and Jesus, his caricature and his ideology, his knowledge is the door. What is his knowledge? Love and enlightenment. What was Jesus teaching us? Love and enlightenment. What was Muhammad teaching us? Love and enlightenment. What was Marduk teaching us? Love and enlightenment. All of these people were teaching the same thing. The only difference is their level of aggression is determined by the citizenry of that place and whether they worshiped only a male god or a male god and a female god or only a female god. Then the story changes and transposes like Zeus. Zeus becomes the antagonist instead of Tiamat. Do you see? And in the Arthur, his sister becomes the the antagonist. So you have now that's back to the same, the feminine being Tiamat. Do you understand? And that's because there's a difference in that religion. That religion was becoming more dual aspect, but it was still male dominated. So the female was the evil. That's the same thing with the Christian religion, with the female of the sin, the original sin, the duality. That's right. Well, we, because we have separated ourselves into male and female, right? That Because of that, because we've done that, we have to, that's done as well. The separation is, is part of the mind wipe. You see, it's part of the chaos. Because if we were all androgynous, this would be much easier. Because the one true creator is the mother-father God, or the father, mother, God depends on how you want to, who you want to put forth. The one, that's why it's the one. The one is the duality together as one. So, so the Lord, the universe is androgynous. So are we. That's why so many of us uh, associate with either the opposite sex that our body is, or some people both. Right. So because of that. That's natural, but they tried to stamp that out, right? Why? Uh, The corruption of the church again, so you don't know the truth of the universe. One, the same, male and female. Again, that's the key. That's the knowledge, the understanding and acceptance of the possibility allows you to then look at Jesus, who is, we call that character Jesus because of this time. You can put any name there that you want. It's the same story, though, right? And then you can change the story to fit your narrative like they did the Vikings. You see the difference. I explained that where you had different religions changing the who is the bad guy. Right? But in truth, they both were because if you look at it, the male wanted to kill the kids. And then the mom warned them, so the kids killed the, the god. And she got mad and sent people after her own sons because they killed her other half. And then they got mad at her for that, and sent the slayer to go get her. That's in the the in one story, right? But in the other story, it was the savior that was saving the people from the dragon. Thor, Jesus, right? A few other, uh, 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 King Arthur, slaying the evil dragon, which was the female in this in those stories. Do you understand? So that's crazy. They're all—it's all the same story. I would—I would wager that every mythos, and I—and from what I can gather, I haven't found one that's not every creation story, uh, does the same thing. They use different words and different metaphors, but the story becomes the same when you look at and and take that. So I've studied this stuff and and, and uh, read philosophy and studied the philosophical. Uh, uh, teachings of every book that we have, including uh, modern day. I'm re- reading Emerson now. I'm uh, before that. I was a Joseph Campbell fan for the last 25 years uh, was actually watching Joseph Campbell before he died. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, one of my favorites uh, to still in, in the stuff that he talks about, he does, he shows you how in myth and mythology, it was the same creation story. So if you watch his, his stuff, you can't help, but hear like what I'm saying to you, you can tell anybody who's, who knows this neighborhood, who have, who, that you would, you guys would know that, that the things that I'm saying, you would go, Oh, that was from Emerson. And Oh yeah. Okay. So he's also listens to Tole and Oh, he listens to deck and Oh, there's some, there's some, uh, Joseph Campbell in him. And so you would see that just like a band who plays music. And if you have an ear for music, you can go, oh, wow, Metallica and U2 are that, those, that band's favorite band, uh, Iron Maiden. You know, you can listen to bands and hear the, the influence of these other bands that these guys then took and made their own uh, stuff. But they have influences that they put in to pay homage to the, the, the things that influenced them. We do the same thing. Right, you're going to hear me regurgitate some words, and I tell you, I'll quote. You know, Eckhart Tolle said this, or or what Emerson said that. Uh, you know, because the, we, you know we're we're paying homage to them. It wasn't my thought; it was theirs. Right, because we're all one. I'm not above the Christ. <laughs> I'm not above the Savior. Right, but we are all the Savior. Not above the Savior, but we are the Savior, and that's what they were trying to tell us right so once we get that understanding uh, we look at things differently and then we start to see what we couldn't see before those who despise or those who detest the lamb will not see the door that's what that meant do you see so if you don't recognize that character as the savior whatever you name it you won't see that the savior was trying to tell you that you are in fact the Savior. You are, in fact, all of us are, in fact, our own Savior. And only together can we do that. We can, each one of us individually, because we are individuals here still, but on another level, on a spirituality, as we evolve, we will lose that individuality and start becoming one again. That happens. It's supposed to happen. But that's for a long time away from where we are, right? Because this is only the third place from from being created. We're only the third step up from creation right here. And it's the first place that we became aware that we were something other than a blade of grass or a, or a tree. We realized, I'm a tree. I am something. Right? Then when you when you die as that tree or that bug or that whatever, cat, dog, in this place, you're reborn as a human. And now you're supposed to find out what it means to be. To be or not to be. That is the question. Even that storyline in that book was telling you that this place is made to have a choice, whether I am or I'm not, and whether I am good or I am not, whether I am holy or I am evil, whether I am in service to others or in service to self. Do you see the progression there? I think, therefore I am, to be or not to be. I'm quoting two different ones, a philosophical, one was a storyline made by Shakespeare, right? But it's the same Creation story. It's the same. Here is the way. Here's the knowledge that you need. Right? That's st- if you look at Hamlet, the entire Hamlet, what happened? Hamlet's father was killed by his brother. Hamlet, the son of the father, is avenging his father. He's going through madness as he's losing himself and being resurrected as the savior. And at the end, the mother dies in this story, not by the hand of the son. Tiamat doesn't die by the hand of the the serpent, doesn't die by Thor's hand. The serpent dies accidentally by the usurper who killed the king. And then he kills the king. And at the same time, in the story of Hamlet, he also is poisoned and dies, and all of them die. And that was Jesus sacrificing himself for the better of all mankind. So Hamlet was the Jesus character, and he died. Do you see? So it's the same thing. So the storylines, that's when they tell you that, you know, every story ever told has already been told. It's because we're telling the same story. (laughs) Yeah, we're telling the same story. So that story of Hamlet is literally Shakespeare's version of the creation. Whether he was aware of that or not, It actually mirrors the creation story, whether he was aware of it or not. He even had three friends who came to him and that the mother was telling them to watch him because he might be crazy. The three brothers that were threatened by the father and wanted to kill the father. Do you see the same scenario? But the scenario changed slightly because the father was killed by the brother and not one of the sons. But the three were the friends of the son. Do you see? They were, the, they were his friends, but mom said, we better go and watch him. And the, father, the new father, which was his uncle, right, was usurping. Now, let's look at a scenario in real life. A scenario in real life is, is Henry V, another Shakespearean play. That's the exact same story. Henry's father was killed. How, how was he killed? He was killed by his uncle. <laughs> who usurped the throne from France and said he owned everything. And he was just a boy of uh, 14 years of age, and they laughed at him. But his other uncle stayed with him, and they went to war to avenge the father and killed the usurper, killed the dragon, and and freed the, the all of the people. But he had to first hit rock bottom and have no hope so that he could ro- then rise again in victory. That was the Jesus character dying and being resurrected as the king, the savior, and taking over and becoming the king of the known world at the time. Same story of creation happening again in a different way, but the same story. We tell that story all the time. We always play that out every single time. The hero is always almost defeated by the bad guy to the point where you just know he's going to die. And then he is resurrected and gets charged with whatever and becomes the holier and stronger and defeats the evil at the last second. That is the dichotomy in every single storyline, in every movie, in every scenario that we tell every single time. We're telling ourselves the story of creation over and over and over because we're living the story of creation. And we're trying to tell ourselves the same story as many ways as we possibly can. Why? Because we are trying to have as many experiences as possible because the one true creator is trying to have every experience that could possibly happen. And all of us are an individual thought of that creator creating our own scenario and a different, slightly different scenario from each other, but the same story over and 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 over, changing it slightly over and over and over and over and over for every scenario to play out. But it's the same storyline, the same scenario, because that's only, that's what the creation knows. The creator knows the creation because the creator created the creation. And therefore we're all playing the same creation out over and over and over again. I'm doing it. You're doing it. We as a collective are doing it. The universe itself is doing it and it's just continuing because that's what the creator wants. And that's us. That's crazy. There's your homework. Ponder all of that for a bit. And I'll be back next Wednesday to take your questions. And if not, I'll be back next Friday to take your questions. Okay? So, you guys, it's dark now. I didn't even have the light on behind me because I had the light from the window. So, you guys can't see me because I haven't been on screen. I should have put myself on screen a while ago, right? I apologize for that. But look how dark it is here now. I have a light here and a light here. And it's still not light enough, but I had the window open, but now it's dark outside. So if I had turned on the lamp behind me, this would illuminate me. But since I wasn't seen on camera, I didn't worry about it. So thank you. Uh, And Julie said thank you once again. Leonard, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch. Because, yeah, you did miss a lot. You did miss some. Uh, so you're going to have to go back and re and, and, uh, rehear this. Seriously. Uh, pass this on to your friends. Right, Patricia? Let's just, uh, thank you. Thank you, my friend. Uh, thank you for being here. Patricia, blessings. Uh, namaste to you guys. Have a good weekend. Uh, and I will uh, see you guys, like I said, on Wednesday. And if you guys have questions, please pop in. I will answer them and if you have questions next Friday cuz you couldn't be on Wednesday please pop in and if you can't get to me on either one of those because whatever your life is doing go to Facebook go to Messenger find me there if you go to Orion Rising or or my YouTube channel whichever one you're on from there you can contact me uh, through those two genres that you can get on, on Messenger and ask me questions and I will answer them I try to answer everybody uh, unless it gets to the point where I have so many questions coming in and then I'll put out a statement saying oh my god you guys are asking me so many questions. I've gotten so popular. I can't answer all your questions and I will try. Uh, but I don't think I ever get that popular. <laughs> and and uh, Denise, you're welcome. She said, thank you for a wonderful evening. Can't wait until Wednesday. Have a great weekend. You too. All right. I love every one of you. I love you guys. Uh, Cheryl, I love you too. All you guys. I love you guys. Um, I love you guys like I love myself and, and because we are all one. So if I hated me, I would hate you. And I can't hate you if I don't love me or if I do love me. See anything? So if I love myself, I have to love you. Have a great weekend. Namaste. I'll see you guys, uh, whoever shows up on Wednesday, and I'll see you guys, whoever shows up on Friday. And if you guys show up on both, namaste. I love you even more. And then you'll get to ask questions. And that's the key here, being here live to actually get to ask questions. That's the one. That's how we're going to get you knowing what you want to know, right? So that's where I help you. And then you guys help me because you force me to come up with answers. And if I don't know, I'll go, let me write that down and I'll look that up, <laughs> right? I'm not perfect. I don't know everything. I just know what I remember. And that's what I've been doing my entire life is prepping for this, not knowing that I was prepping for this. And now I realized that I was what I was doing my entire life. I was reading all the knowledge of the universe that I could find so that I would be in a position at some point in my life, not knowing that that was what I was going to do, to use that knowledge to to actually interpret things and actually help myself to ascend. And along the way, hopefully get as many of you guys to come with me, because that's the whole point of being here is for me to help all of the people of this planet because they're stuck, right? And so I came back here to do just that. All right, guys, have a great night. Uh, I love you. Like I said, this is Orion Rising. I'm your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are, tuning into the show. See you next time.